3: drink chest motherfucking podcast. Make man. Some He's a legendary Queens rapper. He ain't say Queens. It's your boy Nore. He's a
4: Miami hip hop yeah. pioneer. What up is DJ EFN. Together they drink it up with some of the biggest players you know what I mean? in the most professional, unprofessional podcast
3: and your number one source for drunk facts. This drink chest motherfucking podcast. Where every day is New Year's Eve. Let's, it's time for drink Champs. Drink up, motherfucker. What it good be, hopefully it what it should be. This is your boy N-O-R-E. What up, it's DJ E-F N. And this is Drink Champs, Yappy Hour. Make some noise! <laughs> well, when it comes to Mr. Texas, Mr. Houston, mm. Mr. Sideways, the people's champ, the brother has been out here stomping, doing what he gotta do, not only of the culture, but he even married into the culture, god damn it. <laughs> He's done what he gotta do. Been 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 out here from uh, the house for him. His his tasteful chameleon there. and to to nowadays he's still out here, still doing what the hell he gotta do. If if you had to get iced out in your mouth, you had to go see him. Yes, sir. You mother flippers. In case you don't know the flip I'm talking about, we talking about motherfuckers. Hey. Now, Paul, well, I want to I want to start from the beginning because um, other than Bum B, this is our second Houston rapper, correct? And that's what's I up. Believe- yeah, yeah.
5: We, we, had, we so were almost had, had well, um, we had, had Scarface. Face, yeah, okay. I mean, we
3: had Scarface, but I got I got him sick at fucking my food show. I had oh, this because oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was yeah. filming my food show, and then he was supposed to do drink champs that yeah. night, and yeah. I, I brought him to a fucking restaurant. He You know, it was funny as hell because he kept going like the, making <laughs> a noise like that. So you know, Scarface is funny. So I'm thinking Scarface is making fun of me and shit the whole time. This motherfucker's is really getting sick <laughs> and shit. But anyway, I want so um, I want to take it from the beginning because obviously all of y'all are are from this like the Swisher House movement, right? So in the beginning, because um, I heard you used to write uh, 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 Pimp C letters and things like that. But in the beginning, how did you yeah. get started? How how did you find your love for the music?
6: Uh, me and Comedian that we grew up together on the same street. I knew him my whole life. Uh, we both was introduced to hip hop mm. around the same age around the same time through the mm. through the same era of mm. uh especially of Texas artists that inspired us mm. you know cuz at that time there wasn't if we look on the TV or turn on the radio there wasn't a lot of people from where we're from that mm. were professional in music like, like a rap a lot. Yeah, ra- rap a lot. Right, Even right. then it was like I I when you're living in Houston and you see like you turn on the other uh, you turn on TV, whatever you see, kind of like how people treat rap a lot. Sometimes we always kind of felt like we got the short end of the yeah, stick. Yeah. We being kind of Houston, uh-huh. like maybe being it was so centrally located at the South, at the bottom of the Midwest. You know, we're in the South, but we're far west on the South, so right. we're kind of removed from kind of what goes on sometimes in Florida or Georgia. Yeah, so it was like you know, and although we have a lot of similarities, it was like man, you know, we. Because y'all are like, a, a different
3: part of the South. Like Pimp yeah. said, he said that he considered he considered that the, the South, like the Texas, because yeah. of a different time zone. Right, right. D- do you, you agree with that statement, or that was just why? I mean, me personally,
6: <laughs> I never looked at the time zone as being a reason for where being right. in the South, because there's plenty of people in the central time zone. Is you know, right. Chicago's the central time zone, and right. that ain't the South, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just it, it's just more the Southwest. But even then, you know, California is the Southwest. Because right. so Texas
4: like, seems so big, it feels West Coast sometimes. Yeah, you know, right. you yeah. look at it. Right. it and, and
6: the one thing that gets lost, too, is that inside of Texas, mm-hmm. we all got our own culture. So Houston and Dallas is a lot different. Wow. And if you add in San Antonio and Austin, all four of them places are four distinct different cultures within Texas. Some of the stuff we do share... You know some of the same similarities. Oh, Austin is like, a
3: real town. I only for South Park Southwest. No, I didn't Come know. My bad. My bad. But
6: imagine <laughs> growing up in Austin,
3: right. where
6: once a year it's the biggest music festival right. ever, right. and then the rest of the year it's like, well, what's going on? There is events that they, they right. go on there right. like throughout the year. Like there's some called Texas Relays, which is mm-hmm. like a, a big slab event, a big car event where mm-hmm. we're all. We'll, we'll all go there to to Austin for the Texas Relays for that. And there's other events too, you know, throughout the year. And Austin got a dope scene, period, musically, not just, you know, yeah. all over music, but for sure, specifically in hip hop. But, you know, just it's a different culture. It's a different, being that it's a capital, being that it's a, a college town, being that they have the, you know, it's considered a live, they call it the live music capital of the world. Yeah. So. The rappers coming out of there, you could tell they're influenced by that. Then you go to mm-hmm. San Antonio. San Antonio is a huge military uh, uh, town, basically, so th- it has its own culture, it's separate from the military. But the fact that there's all these military bases all around, in San Antonio, around San Antonio, all the way to, to Fort Hood, which is clean, uh, but. You have people that come from around the world and grow up in San Antonio, but they kind of like from New York, but they're living in San Antonio because their parents stationed I always in San thought Antonio. San
3: Antonio was California,
6: it, man. It, yeah. it, it, it's a huge. It, it also, San Antonio is, you know, the, the first like major major city when you come up the from the border from the Mexican border right there. Mm. So there's you know Brownsville, McAllen, all that Corpus Christi, and then San Antonio, which is mm. the big city. It's where the, you know they got we got a basketball team there's Spurs. We got the right. you know the, the the Oilers used to do their pre games, preseason out there, the Texans, I don't know if they, I don't think they do them, no, but the Oilers used to, they got, you know, in Corpus Christi right there, which is right there where Selena's from, rest in peace, Selena, but they got the, uh, you know, uh, uh, in Round Rock, all around there, they got the uh, the different minor league teams for the Astros, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's it's different than like major big city right. type of operation stuff that go on, but it's still big city things that go on, right. so. And
3: a lot of money out there. Yeah, like so that. if you're
6: a producer or no. you're an artist coming up in San Antonio, you got more of a, a, I would say, a global influence growing up there because it's people that, I mean, it's like that everywhere though. Even Miami, it's right. people from all over the world right here. Right. But you know, it's just when you in, when you in school and everybody in your class, their parents are from somewhere outside of Texas. It's like it just gives you a different perspective when you are growing up as a, a rapper or producer. So. They got a dope hip hop scene is you know it's different so each one then we got other other cities like El Paso which mm-hmm. is right there on
3: you know yeah, rest in peace to what happened Yeah everybody. for sure oh, no yeah Definitely,
6: yeah. man for sure thoughts out all in prayer man God
3: rest in peace but, but in 2005 you were signed to Atlantic Records right yep. and uh the debut on that was the people's chant right yes, sir. then it followed by get money and, and stay true yes, right sir. how can you compare being on a, a major uh, to to because you went back to independent now, right? Yeah, for sure. How, 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 what do you like more, than how do you compare?
6: Uh, I mean, w- the differences I would say is when you're independent, you got to fund everything, uh, and it's a, a lot more. the independent is grind work. It's relationships that either you or people in your inner circle have built on through years. You know what I'm saying? So it, that's what the independent grind is all about. It's right. you know doing the footwork, doing the leg work, just going out there really touching, interacting with your fans, really giving the people what they want consistently. Then when you go to a major label, you know, some people can continue that grind inside the major system, but it's a different, it's like college sports versus major league sports. You right. know what I'm saying? It's, it's similar, but it's different. Which you, know, you prefer? I mean, the, the major, the, when you're on a major label, you got all their resources, money. Yes. You ain't got to call nobody. They calling yeah. for you. So yeah. it's... You know, it's. I would say being also that I sell grills, through and and when I was on a major label, I I still had independent multiple independent albums I was getting collecting money off of. That was selling more now that I'm on a major, and I'm selling grills, and I got T-shirt line, so I got other multiple businesses that are all benefiting from the.
3: Major exposure, yeah. yeah, right, right. So
6: I for sure would say I would like the major better, but yeah, I, if, I'm with you on that. If I'm just an artist, I hate independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you
3: got to be built. for no, that that's minute, you was about to say something positive about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Well, I, you know, definitely, you know, it's it's a uh, if you if you have a great business mind and you you can take the blood, sweat, and tears, and you can hustle and not give up and tap out, then that independent is for sure the way to
3: go. But you, you still need to staff. Yeah, yeah, you, you still need yeah, the staff.
6: That's what that's what get lost too is that. When you're independent, it's like some of it works where my manager who's my manager is he's been my manager, the only manager I ever had. Uh-huh. And he's my homeboy I grew up with. Uh-huh. And he didn't go to school to, for management, he was doing something else when I was uh-huh. like, hey man, I need you to come on the road because I need help,
5: you know. Uh-huh.
6: And the reason why I went with that route instead of going with somebody who has a, you know, a diploma, a degree. Shit, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to go with somebody that I personally can trust, where they have, well, I feel like they have my best interests at heart. They come from where I come from, so they share some of the same perspective. Right. They want the same things for me. Where, when some of the managers, they just there for their money. They don't care if you and your wife stay married. They don't right. care if your whole hood turn on you and don't care about you and call you a sellout. They don't care about that. They were like, "Well, yeah, let them call you a sellout. We getting you these checks." Huh. So them things mean something to me, you know. Right, like right. I, it means something to me to be able to go back to where I grew up, right. and for people to be proud of me to be from there. Uh, as opposed to go back to where I grew up and them to be like, ah, oh, hear a sellout man. We don't fuck with him. You know, right. I ain't, that that means more to me than whatever yeah. the check might be because you can't buy that type of love or respect. And also, just you know, the music for me, this is like a, this is a love, a passion for me. So it's my dream job. The only other job I would want it would be to be a DJ. That's why I started out as DJing because. To me, that was something I seen a career path in being a DJ. Where I didn't see a career path being a rapper because it just there ain't that many rappers right. from my neighborhood. Then eventually, when you start seeing people, so like so what
3: made you start rapping then?
6: Me and Command are doing it for uh, fun. Uh-huh. And, you know, we we going to school together. We in whatever grade, you know, yeah. second, third, fourth grade or whatever. Whenever you know, we we being on a on a lunch table. We on a school bus, whatever. And a lot of times, it came from seeing other people doing it and me thinking. Man, they was trash, man. I could put some words together. Than that. <laughs> and then someone maybe called me out. Hey, Paw Wow, what you got? You, let me see what you got. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let me tell you what I got. And you know, then the reaction of people, oh, damn, you really good. It's like, oh, shit, maybe I am kind of good. Let me right. try to do this. But it was never, you know, even up until, because me and Kamina were rapping for a long time before we right. saw any success. And then when we got, when we came into the Switch House, even before that, I was doing, I was DJing for the Switch House. I was carrying Michael Watts crates. I was passing out flyers. Me and my boy T. Ferris was in the uh, in the office pressing up the CDs before they the same CDs that you buy at the store. We pressing them up, so I was doing more background work as opposed to just being in front of the microphone. And I'm on a uh, you know on a mixtape, so I really worked my way into the Swisher House. So even becoming an artist in the Swisher House, that was like back then in our neighborhood was like. That
3: was it. That was, that like was it. Bro.
6: Yeah. Every yeah, car was like everywhere. And you did street jamming. team shit too, right? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. So
4: I could Some that. Some of that to
6: me was the street team was working for Dead Jam or working for No Limit and, and then uh-huh. Cash Money. And then that's how I got on with Swish House. And then at that time too with Swish House, everybody wanted to rap with Swish House, like in Houston right. on the north side. So it was uh-huh. like, shit, how can I be. And I seen how Michael Watts, when people start blowing his phone up to get on the tape, you know, eventually he like, don't answer. I ain't answering that shit. But he fuck with me, so I'm like, damn, I don't want him to if I ask him, I don't want him to turn that off and then I can't get on no tape no more. I can't right. get you know, he's gonna be like, All right, I don't come around. So I said, okay, man, I just, you know, work my way in doing other work, doing other work. And I actually got on with Switch House with Michael Watts, because I one time I seen him, I'm doing I'm putting up I'm putting up posters for a Def Jam artist, somebody. I see him at one of the record stores and I asked him, I say, Hey Watts. Man, how come y'all don't never rap on no Cash Money, Manny Fresh beats? Because I just love Cash Money. And Manny Fresh beats <coughs> were hard. And they would never, whatever, freestyle. And he was like, well, the artists choose the beats and they just didn't choose the beats. I'm like, man, they tell them they tripping. They need to rap on this beat, that beat. And he just called me out. I was like, well, what would you do? And I just freestyle something, and he was like, come on, let's go. And then we took me to the studio. And from now, that, but watch,
3: Um, he died off a of lean, or? No, you're
6: talking about DJ Screw. Yeah, oh, it's it's DJ, DJ Screw. screw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's well, it's well, screw. That's Screw. The yeah. Okay. But um, even then, um, I mean, it's like a debatable subject. I mean, he did have codeine in his blood, but I don't think that's what killed him. He had a lot of, he had other stuff in it. You know, the lifestyle be what kill you, I think, more than lean. now. I, I mean, you know, it's a very touchy subject and then also try to I like some of it I try I try to be respectful of not only him or whoever else, but at the same time, it's a lot of miseducation that people talk about there like, you know, about fake lean? facts about oh. Lean. Like okay. Put I mean, on. me personally, I I've never seen ever anyone in the history of Drank ever die from codeine. Now, is it possible you could die from that? Man, I might be drank out and then getting a car accident, but is the lean will kill me? You know, or if if I sip, drink, and I'm eating fried foods every day, I'm not drinking no water. Only water I'm drinking is the ice in my cup. Right. Uh, I'm not exercising at all. I'm staying up. I'm not getting proper sleep. Everything else I'm eating and putting in my body, not only fried foods, but it's some type of trash. Because
3: lean itself is sugary, right? And then, yeah. and then you mix it with some well, other sugar. Yeah, well you so is, it- is that like a big part of it?
6: Uh, you know, I have seen long-term people who sip, drink long-term, they, teeth might get fucked up. But, oh, wow. you know, a lot of it is just, it ain't like meth, where if you smoke meth, your right. teeth gonna get fucked up. Right, With right. drink, it's if you sip, drink, right. and you don't brush your teeth ever, right. and right. you sip, drink every day, every day, every day, right. then you might get cavities. But right. that's the right. same could be said for the soda. Right. And most people that I've heard talk about it, they say it's the soda that fucks your teeth up not to drink. There is sugar in the drink, but the sugar in the soda is what's really what it is. Now, the thing that I think um, most people, I think the most valuable information about any type of recreational drug consumption is it, it, you know, it's kind of taboo. Oh, hold on.
3: I like the way he said it. Recreational drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That, was hard. that was hard. You know,
6: some of it be taboo to talk about, but at the right. same time, the fact that we're keeping it private is what's causing people to die. Like, some of it's like, you know, if you're taking Norco's or, or Oxycontin or anything like that, yeah. or any Opiates. opioid, yeah. yeah, and you're drinking alcohol, right. that shit could be deadly. If you're right. taking... The opioids and the Xanax and other things—the combination—that shit for sure is deadly. So it's like you know, it ain't because you, you,
4: you know drink But the lean is an opioid. The, the yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you so, know
3: what was L.E. Um, is that when they said that they found Pimp C that that he couldn't he couldn't breathe, like so like 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 um like I think he rolled over or something like that. I forget. And like he couldn't breathe, so they, they didn't say it's lean. They said that like yeah. the fact that he sleep apnea. Or something. Yeah,
6: he he had for sure. He had rest in peace, man. To yeah, rest in peace, that, that, was, that was my dog. He um he de- he had sleep apnea. The doctor told him, you know, his wife Shannara, she'll say this when she come on here, You can ask her. She'll tell you, man. The doctor say you got sleep apnea. You have to have the mask. If you sleep without the mask, yeah, the you CPAP, gonna die. That's just dangerous. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He told him if you oh, sleep without it, you are gonna die. He slept without it, he died. Did he have oh, drinking? He did have drinking in his system. I think they said he had cocaine in the system too. Right. You know, but you ain't never hear no one say, oh, he died from cocaine overdose. Right. But he had cocaine in his system. Right. They say, oh, he died from drink overdose. The doctor didn't say he died from drink overdose. The doctor said he died from heart respiratory failure or something, which came from the sleep apnea. Right. Not but lean dangerous.
3: is a dangerous because I see so many people like so addicted to it. Like I know people who don't. They wake up and that's what they do. Some of
6: it is, I mean, me, I think the lifestyle is the most dangerous where the lane is so expensive. So people will get caught up in sipping lane and then they fucking their money off. Now, it ain't like to the point where people is breaking in their mama houses, pawning TVs to go buy a drink, but they will, you know, I see people fuck off a lot of money on the drink and it, and to me, what's dangerous about it the absolute most is the fake drink. When they be playing yeah, with yeah, the we had True chains
4: talking about it. He was breaking mm-hmm. down all right, the fake right. stuff. Right. Yeah,
6: that shit is the, the most, most, most dangerous because... Man, you don't know what
3: you sipping. Yeah, you know what so man? what are they doing when they make it a fake shit? Man, I don't, I, they need to stop doing whatever they doing, <laughs> man. They need to stop, but
6: I don't this I don't know. I don't know if they whipping it up in their garage like, you know, or if it's something they just cuz they own brew this shit. Man, I don't know what they doing, but it ain't drank. You know, right. it's maybe whatever they I don't, I don't know. That shit to me, is what's the dangerous shit though, is when they <coughs> sip the, the fake drink, cause you don't know what you sipping. It's just like when they when you got pressed up pills, you know, the, <coughs> the when pressed up pills is dangerous, man. You know, one little grain of fentanyl more than right. you're supposed to have will kill you. You know is, what I'm is saying? Is the
3: activist still floating around or no? That's that.
6: You can Google this, they stopped making activists in 2011. Uh, like eleven. So if so, someone has
3: activists right now. It's fake. Oh, they—that's it's real. But man, they... if my mama had
6: activists right now, I tell her quit playing. It ain't no real.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is
6: it possible? Right. I mean, this—the this the scam. All
3: right.
6: I got my—I got all this fake drink. I come to you and I say, "Hey, I got, my, I got a homeboy in Kentucky. His grandma on the pharmacy. They ain't sell this shit. They ain't never get rid of it. And we got a, a stockpile of it. It's the real shit, man. I, I can get it to you. Whatever." I don't know. I'm th- I'm going off what you're saying. You know, you completely scamming me or somebody scammed you. Right. So you really believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's that's the thing is that, I, man, I, I can tell you, a, you know, this that's what they say. It came from the Midwest somewhere or somewhere like that where if, if something came from a pharmacy in Iowa, how can I verify that? All right. I'm
3: in Houston. All right. You know,
6: I, if it's come from anywhere, because I can. Who Who's the about first
3: nigga to sit yeah, j- j- court? Like, where did that medicine come hey, from?
6: I'm high, I, I, yeah, I don't know who the first to ever come up with yeah. 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 this. thank who? you, thank who, God for that. We who, need to make who, that happen. Who, who
3: is that nigga? Who the nigga that thought of the thong? Yeah. Yeah. That nigga yeah. that just yeah. said, Yo, you know what? Yeah, take the rest of this shit out of here. Yeah, just are gonna shit up your ass because it works. Yeah, it works, thong guy.
6: The other thing they'll do is they'll say. Oh, I know somebody who used to work at Activist, mm. so they know how to make it. They got, they can get the chemicals online and they can make it. They know how to make it. It's the same thing, man. It ain't the same thing. And they ain't work right. used to work at Activist. They sell fake drink and they just need a story to sell it. The mm. other thing they'll say <laughs> is, oh, well, uh, okay, the uh, uh, the, the uh, okay, we got the pharmacies in the Midwest. Uh-huh. We got the somebody used to work at Activist. Then they'll it, it'll be just things like that, or, or I know somebody who can create it, or I used to have it, or my homeboy just got out of jail. This smoke kicking in. The, I, I just got out of jail, or my my homeboy just got out of jail. He had these pints at his mama house, and he he want to sell them, you right. know. But it'll be what he got a hundred pints because you've been selling them same pints for months now. <laughs> Shit, like damn. But uh, you know they the, the scams on the fake drink on how it's real is just man, it's it's ridiculous though. But right. uh, you know. Well, big I'm up to Shine it.
3: Papers uh, Big up to Smoke Champs Smoke Champs, baby uh, Big up to 220 uh, Miami change. and com. Nine Lives Collective right. And, uh, you know, big up to people with Cherry and, like I said, Shine Papers and all that. But, alright, so the House now but, but
4: go before that, though, okay? because I want yes, to go so. back to when when Screw and then right. started making the tapes. That was all based off of Lean Culture as well, right?
6: I mean, it was a part of it, for sure, you know what I'm saying? But it was like it's like when you make a club song it's not it, you know the alcohol have something to do with it the alcohol go with it but right. you can make a club party song and you don't even drink it's, So the know, slow
4: down music wasn't cuz the- for sure that was part of it you know <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, you know I think I think honestly, if you were sober as
6: fuck I'd be yeah. like what is going on Well I'm, I mean I grew up And I didn't smoke or drink growing up until I was older. So I grew up appreciating it. To me, it was the greatest music on earth. So, you know, you can still appreciate it, you know, I think without that. But I think in the moment of creating it and all that, and I created it too before I, you know, I was slowing music down, DJing like that before I was really like leaning. What do y'all actually
3: do to slow it down? There's pitch a, it down, it's, right? it's, it's, it's different pitch. now now
6: it's like a it's, but in the rec- it's a, now it's a plug in but with records they mean, oh, just, okay. just the pitch yeah. was yeah, all the you way slow down, yeah, down yeah, and it's really, all yeah. live man it would be all and that was
3: just a Houston thing or like cuz
6: you know back in those days it's funny because i i'm it, there was a DJ in Florida who would make mixtapes too slow down, but he wouldn't, they wouldn't chop them up in, and in Miami. Them, though, cut right? oh, in in Miami? Miami? I think Florida, a lot of them, maybe. Oh, okay. But it was, uh, it was like
4: a pretty Because like, everything here, we speed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you but, jump on Pony Express and, yeah, and get yeah. us DJs.
6: I remember I came down here in like 98, 99 uh, for something that was going on and with my Jamaican partner, and it was like all, <laughs> you know, it was going down. It was all up tempo. You know, and then we passed by one person. I hear somebody jamming, screw it. I'm like, oh, shit, they must be from Texas. And then that's how I found out. Like, nah, we... Nah, they
4: fucks with it. We fucked with it out here. But but since we sped it up out (laughs) here, we was like how the yeah. fuck do you listen to this? Because yeah. everybody's doing cocaine out yeah. here. Yeah. So <laughs> if that's, yeah. if you think about it, I mean, yeah. I just made that up, but I mean, if you think yeah. about it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right. We're sped up out here, you know, Caribbean body. Yeah. They but okay. then they So, they yeah. yeah. so that okay. so okay. slowed down sounds uh, uh, a little better. Uh, uh, right.
6: Some of it in Texas, I, I, you know, I've thought about it. Some of it in Texas, we spread out you know, so we got, you know, you got to have a car to get from point A to point B or whatever. You got to have right. a car. Whereas, you know, it's like that in a lot of cities as well. Yeah. But, you know, it's also not like that in a lot of cities. So we spread it. You got to have a car. A lot of people take better care of the car than their house. So we're going to have, make sure we have, mute. you know, there's bass in the trunk. So then that leads to there being bass. And the music, cause when you're an artist too, you're like, oh, I they ain't playing my shit if they ain't got no bass in it. So let me make uh-huh. sure it got a lot of bass in it. Then it's hot as fuck. So you know, uh-huh. shit slow like that. Then the swing and all of that, the driving slow, it really traditionally, like in the car, car wise, came from the streets being fucked up. They're being potholes, or whatever, man. If I'm in this car, I ain't gonna fuck my rims up. I'm gonna drive yeah, slow. So. I'm gonna swing around them, and then it became like a, a tradition or the just,
3: spokes on your rims when they take the wire wheels. Yes, yeah, that, that, that that's for niggas not to come close. Y'all uh, oh I mean, well, that's
6: like the style. This is the style. Okay. For the over the years, they've gotten wider. Okay. You know, they originally when they originally came out in '84, they was they didn't stick out past the fender, right. but just you know, when they as time went on, they got the technology got better, the rims got improved from going from aluminum to steel, so you know they don't get dent up as much, they don't fall apart like they used to. It's a you know, it's like a it just got upgraded, updated with the times, mm. um, but. Cause we'll drive right next to each other and be looking like we about to crash. You know, uh, it definitely take a uh, a seasoned veteran driver. You got to kind of hold your nuts when you're driving. You know, some of that is with it. Then at the same time, you got to kind of be you got to be focused. You can't be on your phone all that kind of shit. You gotta you gotta focus because you for sure. That was
3: candy paint.
6: For sure, that's the you know that, that candy. That they drip, that wet. Yes, sir. House, <laughs> shout out to House of Colors. Shout out to House of Colors. You know, we, uh, that's that's something, man, you know, car lovers around the world, it's funny because uh, a lot of people, a lot of the car cultures outside of Houston don't fuck with the poking rims. Right. They like, like, man, they don't fuck with the poke. They be like, oh, yeah, your car clean, but the rims look like trash. Mm-hmm. So they really don't, man, especially, right. like, it's funny, like, all my brothers in California, they be going at it with all my homies from Texas where it be like, Shit, because the cars be a little bit different, but car car lovers everywhere, you know, they got love for that candy paint, man. When you got that... That paint that's so wet it look like a Jolly Rancher, the paint that nah. look like it looked like you just sprayed it with a with a water hose. Nah. You know what I'm saying? That, man, it's just it's just something about that, especially when it's clean. You got candy paint is dirty. Man, I'm the definition of riding dirty. Mm. Man, <laughs> my, my shit be so dirty, but man, when, when that shit be cleaned up and you looking good, man, ain't nothing like a a wet candy car, man. It ain't nothing like a slab on candy, man, for sure.
3: Now how'd you get into grills? Because most rappers, no one is thinking like that. Like, how did you? How did your mom even like? To, to Man, think it's about part like of that. the culture to start yeah. with. Every business right. I
6: got into, it was uh, I want that. How can I get it cheaper? I can uh. get it cheaper if I sell it than if I'm just a customer. So how can I sell it? And mm-hmm. let me, you know, let me learn the game with every anything, I, any business I have or have ever had. So with that, it was I always wanted one. I wanted a grill, uh. but. You know, in the South, it was always permanent grills. You know, you would go to a dentist to do the grills, and then you know you couldn't get no removable grills, nothing like that. That's what we would always see and shit everywhere. Period. Right. And then all of a sudden, we see Wu Tang on the videos taking their grills out. We like, man, what's going on? How they how they do that? I want what? one of them grill. We ain't had nothing like that.
3: Yeah, uh, permanent. Yeah, permanent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
6: Then, uh, you know, my boy Crime came from Brooklyn. He came with the removable-style grills to Houston. He's still selling grills, too. He, he, he like a traveling grill salesman. He go all around the country, all around the world selling grills. But he came to Houston to our neighborhood selling New York-style grills, you know, removable grills. And they was cheaper than the other grills. We like, man, what, what's going on? These some flea market grills? These some, like, beauty shop grill, wig shop grills? Or what's uh-huh. going on? Because, you know, you can get the one little tooth to come on, come uh-huh. on. Like We ain't talking like we talking about, like, the custom removable, all of that. We like, man, hold on. Everything he had was just some next level different shit. And I would always see him because at that time, too, I'm passing out flyers, promoting at clubs. And then I, bam, see his flyer on the car. So I bump into him. He see me. He like... Man, oh, you the one who been passing out these flyers. And I'm like, man, you the one who's selling grills. And he like, I I just straight up told him he wanted me to work for him doing promotions. I'm like, bet, I want to work for you, but... Shit, I need that wholesale price. You know, I, I ain't gonna start my own store without you nothing like that. I need it for my own personal use. So he hired me to promote, had me promoting for him. He actually had me running a store selling grills and then that's how I got my first set of grills. Was and
3: you know how to make grills yourself. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah. Like you you, you know, yeah, yeah. start the to finish in. from learn
6: to every, Yeah, them. from taking your mold to casting the gold. Get the fuck to, out everything. There. I ain't now now I I ain't I ain't I can't front. I, if you, if I say you if I get you a grill like right. your grills all right, all right. Johnny made them Okay okay hey, all right, cool cool Yeah you know, I, I, I give hey, I, I, me, I so <laughs> me on the verses hey. though yeah, don't give me on the I i will take
1: I mean,
2: Visit LiveNation.com ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
7: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot.
2: tika I'll like take your mold. Let me take right. your mold. And right. then I'll right. let Johnny right. say it. I'll
6: let my boy Jesus said the diamonds Whoa. or something, man. You know, but right. it's right. so, but Yeah, yeah. But man, from there it was a, <coughs> my boy Crime. He had me up under him, and then eventually he just he brought me to Johnny. Where we was just salesmen. Johnny made the, everything huh. from scratch. Oh and, wow! At that point, Johnny was you know on his rise to stardom. You know, being a grill maker. Right. And then he like, man, you know what? It's about time for me to get a store. That's right around the time when we linked up, and then we just kind of took it to another level. And then him being a, a Vietnamese immigrant, right. it'd be tough sometimes, yeah. man. Yo, I'm gonna tell you that. a
3: story. This is this is like one time I hung out with TV Johnny. He's one of the motherfucking most. You know, he got the illest accent. The in the accent, world. bro. Yeah, bro. So, <laughs> so that he said to me, tough, so I had just we was in LA. I was with Spiff TV, and I think we was just shooting a video for uh, these people, uh, Mastercraft. So T- TV Johnny comes, Johnny Dane comes to, uh, I think he was filming in the Roxy in LA on, on Sunset. So I'm like, yo, I'm mad happy. I went to Watts, I went to Compton, I went to Inglewood, I went to all these hoods in, um, in LA. So the whole time I'm saying, man, I just went to all the hoods in LA. TV Johnny looked at me and said, man, that's no hood. Yeah. I'm from Vietnam. They eat my dog.
5: Yeah.
3: Like, oh. yeah. yeah. I said, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm trying to identify what the fuck yeah. is being hood and eating his dog for. Because yeah. so like, I was like, you can't just tell me some shit like that yeah. Yeah. and just move on. Yeah. I need to know why you just said that. He said, man, I had my pet one day. I said, your pet? I said, yeah, man, my dog. I went to the store. I leave him outside. They take
5: them. And I said, what?
3: And then later on, he said, they gave me a plate of food. I <laughs> eat my dog with them. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I said, yeah. TV that's the wildest story I ever heard. Yeah, we but went, I'll never forget it.
6: I'll never forget it. We went to Ever. we went to, we in Sierra Leone. We had, we was in the village. And he was like, oh, this remind me of what we say. This reminds me of my hood. This am i from. He's like, hey, hey, this
3: is shit. He felt comfortable and shit. All yeah, right. he's
6: like, man, it's just like Vietnam. <coughs> oh, that's like right. Vietnam.
3: You went well. with their own, yep. and y'all went yeah, to yeah, the, the, Kwan. the actual Wey yep. Yeah, how that was mind. that experience?
6: Man, it was so dope, bro. Just like, <coughs> you know, first of all, going over there, going to Africa is something that's like, man, that's the motherland. He's going
3: to Africa to, uh, Tuesday. tomorrow. up yeah, bro, He's going to yeah. Africa.
6: Man. Take, enjoy, it, brother. Hey, enjoy. You gonna man. Yeah. You gonna love it, man. Every everything. Period. There was like just just being there was just a whole experience. Breathing in the air. I'm taking it all, and you know I'm man. At was, Sierra
3: Leone. This is where the people got one hands from. Like the diamonds. blood diamond. diamond. That yeah. blood, yep. blood That was, that was MTV joint y'all did. Yep. Yeah, yeah don't don't get, so MTV, watch, right? Blood don't diamond. I don't know why I keep saying
6: that. Yeah. Like, blood yeah. diamond. I don't know why. Keep coming out with me. It was crazy, man. When uh the Raquel when she came to us. To to do it, my boy T. Ferris was like, man, I don't know if we want Paul Watt to go to Africa. He's going to come back with a dashiki. He ain't going to have no grill. He's going to take his grill out. He ain't going to be on the same. He's going to be a different Paul. Because everybody always, you know, think about Dave Chappelle when he went to Africa and then he turned down $50 million. Right. So that's what he said. He like, man, I don't, if that $50 million come, we need to sign the check. But, you know, but I, I was just like, nah, I, whatever it is, you know, even if it do transform me personally. And also being at a time when I just had, I just had my son, so it's like... You you put it just puts the whole world in perspective, in perspective yeah. you know. Just uh, especially growing up in Houston, leaving Houston to go to other cities and then going to other continents and other other completely different worlds. You know, it's 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 an amazing thing that I this is my dream job, man. I, I appreciate every second of all of that.
3: That's real. Then
6: to really be educated on the diamonds and all that things that I ain't know about. Yeah, like, so
3: so put us on. What did you learn out there? Like, okay,
6: first of all, the shit's corrupt as fuck. Just right. like it is everywhere worldwide, yeah. you know, shit. And, man, it, people being exploited. All the stories you hear about Africa being exploited for their resources, that shit be real talk. Right. Like, people don't be understanding that This, this is a, a world where every human came from. And right. now it seems like every other country and continent has exploited it in yeah. one way or and another. Continues to, yeah, right. And continues to. So, uh, yeah, it continues to. So, man, with the diamonds specifically, okay, they had a civil war. Uh, in the 90s where it was uh you, you know it was it was crazy and like a lot of they of course they got the uh the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio Blood Diamond, yeah, Blood which, diamond. which he kind of talks about explains some of it but you know it it would be basically rebels who would take over the diamond mines and then trade the diamonds for drugs or trade them for guns yeah. or things like that and it was just some crazy shit child soldiers out there All you right. know like 13 14 15 years old soldiers and you know they would come in and you know completely Destroy a village kidnap your and kid. kidnap the kids, yep. and then put the cocaine in the coffee of the kids and and drug them and uh, brainwash them into thinking somebody else did it. Did and it so, make you
3: look at diamonds different? Oh, completely. Right. For
6: sure. Right. First of all, you know, things I didn't understand what the Kimberly process, where if you buy a, a dime, if I'm a jeweler and I, I go buy my diamonds wholesale, it needs to be registered through the Kimberly process. Now, mm. what that means is when the diamond is mined in the mine, and they got different mines, they got like Flintstones looking mines, just like a big ass pit, and they got these big ass machines. Mm-hmm. And then they got the the water mines where they out there sifting in the mud, oh, yeah. like the
4: gold shit. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. yeah.
6: So yeah. there's, and sh- There might be more, you know, our caves and others. But what we saw, that's what I saw. So they uh, and and when they mine, basically everything from who own the own the mine. Who's actually mining? There's it's like labor laws. Like a lot of this shit is corrupt. So they'll pay man. They would get like a dollar a day, some shit 30, 90 cents a day, and a, a bowl of rice that was their pay for being out there in the mud sifting through the diamonds. That ain't right. A ninety cents a day, and it, you know, so things like that where you know there's there's not like labor laws on that type of shit. You know, it's it's crazy, man, to see that it's like this. And then it, the, the crazy perspective is just. Just living in this civilization, Western civilization, where you're taught that, you know, the diamond is, you know, that's a symbol of success. That's a symbol of achievement, of pride to show off. But then to see, when you tra- trace back where it came from all the way, and, and not all diamonds are mined like that through child labor and things right. like that, but the ones that are, it's like, it just it just makes you think about, oh, like, man, what is, is it really worth it? You know, who is getting paid off of this? And then you see, right. you know, so... That's why for me going out there, it was important that Johnny came with me because I'm like, bro, we got to come out there because it's certain things on the business end that I don't know. I don't, you know, the people that, you know, he the businessman when it comes to negotiating all that type of shit. I'm the marketing person where I'm the face of the company, you know, so he right. he do
4: what he do. I do did what I do. Did y'all change anything you did based oh, off that trip? Like what, how you bought the diamond? Yeah, off top.
6: Before that, we, you know, we didn't even know of the Kimberly process. Right. So all of that, you know, and then of course Johnny being from Vietnam where it's it, it, the the country, the life the it was the same. It was a lot similar to what we saw out there. Right. It touched them as well. So, for sure, off top, we switched our di- diamond wholesaler up and made sure they were going through the Kimberly process. The ones before, now let me say this. Now, what the Kimberly process is, let me finish it. When you mine, you know. When you mine a diamond, you have to. You find the diamond. You got to, You know. If I own the diamond mine, I got to get Each diamond registered. Then when it's sold, whoever it's sold to, there's like a. a, a it's. It's a, got a number registered to it, so it can be tracked where exactly right. it came from. Now, it's, you know, with anything on the black market, you can your diamond. When I, when we when we out there, people in the hotel are like, hey, you need some diamonds? And I'm like, man, oh, wow. ain't not, I'm just like, damn that. Like, man, that be. I'm just tripping like to myself, thinking like, man, what type of person would like I be? Hot meet? niggas slinging weight Yeah, they I'm they out they here getting a plug on oh. the diamonds. I'm oh. glad We wasn't out there to get a plug on the diamonds. We out there to try to understand or, you know, it's. I think it would be kind of like. I, I mean, I can't say like we can change the world or we could change uh. it, but we personally have to make a change. You know, mm. that's I think for that's right. where yeah,
4: be responsible starts. for what you're doing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Let's make some noise yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah,
6: that's you know,
5: for
4: real. That after that. Oh yeah. Yeah,
5: like
6: yeah, he won nothing at all after that. The whole experience out there, bro. It was everything, you know. Of uh, you know, we we got the UN escorting us.
4: You, you met all the mutilated kids, also I think. In, in we this, met we met yeah. some
6: of them. There's like a village too. Like it's, yeah. it's some of it. It's it's just it's, it's you know you see kind of like growing up here, man. You know we. Well, first you taught that everything is perfect, and then you realize it's all lies and bullshit. And then later on, you realize the whole world is like that. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how it was for me. It was like I grew up thinking that, oh, America's great. And then you're like, damn, this shit's fucked up how it happened or how it still is. And then you go out to other places in the world, and you're like, damn, the world it really the world really fucked up how we yeah. treat each other, man. Yeah. This shit's crazy, man.
3: So let's take it back, right? You and Johnny, you link up. He he, The guy Crime links you up with yep. Johnny, right? All right. <laughs> And Johnny's already doing it. he's already he's already
6: Johnny was at that time, this is Johnny's basic story. He came from Vietnam. Johnny ha- actually has a crazy story within his personal family. His uncle was a general in the army
4: in Vietnam. The, the, the communist side, or no, the, the side, side is okay. down with America. Okay. He,
6: he, his uncle escaped from Vietnam. He was in jail. He escaped as a prisoner of war. It it took him 18 times. On his 18th time, he finally escaped and made it to America, got a a political asylum, everything here. And then one by one, his family would come over. Johnny made it here when he was young, uh, I think just out of high school. um, Like, he might have just graduated, like, sometime around like that. And he went to school. He started off doing jewelry repair. He was Man, his first six months here, I think he said he made $500 his first six months. And he was like, man, this is the greatest in the world like, It was like he the made Vietnamese people out. work
4: hard, you know, as a, as a community. Like they work right. hard. Has he gone back to Vietnam since? Yeah, a few times. A I few tried times. to reach out when we did. I also went to Vietnam. We did a film out there. I was trying to reach out to him to be in the film. Damn, uh-huh. we should have went. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, the, the RD, it's already out. I mean, I just wanted to get, like, an interview from him about it's, us going. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's already done, I but, I mean, I want to go back, man. Yeah. We, we loved it, man. Part two, man. Oh, yeah, yeah We'll yeah, yeah. that up yeah. for sure. What's it called? Huh? Coming what's, home, Vietnam. Oh, thanks a
3: Vietnam. lot, buddy. Coming home, Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's
6: up. It's, that's what's up. We got to check now, out. Now, back
3: back in the days, they used to, have, used to say, who is Mike Jones, right? Now, it was, where is Mike Jones at? Where is that nigga at, man? That's yeah,
6: a- uh, man, your guess might be as good as mine, man. Maybe the number uh, still works.
3: Call it. Word, the <laughs> number, right? <laughs> yeah, <word>. Yeah, man. <laughs> what happened?
6: Hey, hey not I think he actually, I think the phone company actually, like, tried to sue him because of that number, because they, like, man, it... He, he don't have it no more, so whoever has it, like, they can't use it as a number. You know what uh. I'm saying? Like, because it's, they get, whoever it is, like, right now, it's people texting, calling, this is Mike Jones, Mike Jones. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's your
5: phone.
6: Hey, hey, shout out Mike Jones, wherever you at, man. We yeah. wish you the best, man. Yeah, Shit, yeah. you know, hey, what's up, what's up man? Yeah, what it this, do? This wish you the best, to because
3: y'all got Slim Thug, Bun. Y'all got uh, you. You got uh host, You got a zero. Lot of people,
6: we man. got my boy Trey the Truth. We got ain't Megan the, Meg the
3: Stallion from y'all. Megan
6: Stallion, shout out Megan the Stallion. Uh-huh. Lizzo, uh-huh. Uh, Lizzo Real from Houston out. too. Travis Scott, Sauce Twins.
3: Travis Scott the Mamamia, um, none of y'all niggas don't. That yeah, niggas did. out of that <laughs> yeah, niggas not from Houston. That was kind of ill about him though. Yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's what's ill about him. Yeah. He's you know, definitely, he definitely from the Moon. Yeah, yeah, and he gives the biggest tribute though when he yeah, does it. He reps yeah, he off. For sure. reps hard.
6: Yeah. I, I think about that too because uh, you know we've throughout the years there's been other artists that have come out of Houston that didn't come with the traditional H-town sound. You know what I'm saying? But he for sure took it to another level. But I think you know what what his style. He has more of a like a you know I think he he's kind of affected the it's you know it's, I have a bias being from Houston so I'm gonna look at him like oh yeah he's right. you know like shit he's he huh. God you know but because we'll he's yeah yeah because right. he's successful so I, I'm rooting for him I want to see all he's these accolades team, man, yeah, yeah should, for sure yeah. but uh, you know just seeing just you know how, just how he do his thing with the production and the rap and then for him to man it, man he on Saturday
3: and Night and that Live Kardashian, that Kardashian sex. Bring you right to the top. Hey. Hey. Bring
6: you right to the top, hey, baby. Hey, you know what I hey, mean? Hey, shout out to the Kardashians. Well, hey, we seen that? them on Saturday Night Live, though, with DJ Screw in the background. Mm-hmm. Them type of things, it's like, man, you know, and, and that kind of just goes to show, like, you know, even from Houston or wherever, wherever you're from, you know, from Houston, we got a, a wide variety of flavors, you know what I'm saying? We do have our best-selling flavors we got a wide variety of flavors.
3: I even and got Beyonce. For sure. Shout out oh, Beyonce.
5: Y'all yeah, win. you
6: yeah, got yeah, Beyonce. We got, yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. 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 And I wanted people to know that Paul Wall said he's not drinking today. So I am yeah. not drinking today. Yeah. Smoke damn it. Smoke Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, sir. Yeah, sir. Yeah. The EFN yeah, sir. is going in. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah, I respect yeah, that. So, because you know, some people come on here and they they don't don't drink and they act like they drink it sometimes. And I, you know, I don't like that. No, yeah, we don't promote yeah, yeah. that. We I don't, don't promote drink, that. You don't I'm drink telling that's you, on you, we'll yeah. drink. You know, so,
4: yeah.
3: I want to join my guests. Now we have guests that don't don't come on or don't smoke or drink, but it's because like Joe Button. We had Joe Button on. Are I'm saying his name right? Yeah, Royce
4: the five nine. Royce the five nine. Yeah,
3: because they was both. They both felt like they were um, Acon. Yeah. Um. Well, not Acon. Uh, Royce and um Joe. They felt like they were addicts at one point, and that's the reason why they they, okay. they, they, they don't indulge anymore. I'm not ad- I can quit
6: anytime I want.
3: All right. So you don't still fuck with or do you or do you? Huh? Or do
6: you? <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, you know, it's when you get older and then being a, a parent and then right. being a role model and actually seeing kids and then and also having conversations with other artists and CEOs from Houston. From the eras that raised me and mm-hmm. having them type of talks with them, it give you a different perspective on the influence where if I talk about it in a rap or even if I make a whole song about it and I'm wearing an a activist shirt or something. Because
3: yeah, you had the cup at one point, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. I still got it. But <laughs> okay. I, I,
6: even then, it's at the jury store. Some of it is like, man, I, I, how much of it is it uh, just representing the culture or how yeah. much, when does it turn from that to promoting All the right. culture and promoting the misinformation of things, and then you know, it's like, man, we got parents on there trying to ban and boycott us. But what do you feel we,
3: about those, those kids that get on the internet and they like this? They look like they're going there, and they can't stay up. Like, that's like heroin, right? Yeah,
6: some of it is, but I mean, I, you know, I think most of them not sipping and drink though. I think most of them is taking somas and popping pills and other yeah, shit. Adding right. Yeah, they probably added pills for sure. It right. seems yeah. like that, yeah. But you know, and that's the. It definitely, it, at some point, it went, because it, it's, it's so funny, man, being in a, you know, having grown up musically in my musical career or when I signed to a major or whatever, you go around the country, we drink, we ask, hey, you know what some am at, whatever. Well, and then I, I just, you know, certain places I'll go. I remember being in places and there was some very high power people in the room and we sipping and drink, they looking at us like we complete crackheads. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, yeah. they looking at us like we crackheads, but they was... Snoring cocaine
4: right. So I'm like They doing what's Crack right. made out of it Yeah And
6: we just like Damn it, it, It's just funny to see Like how drink Has just globally Become accepted now You know right. like It's rapid Like I look on Instagram There's rappers in Africa Talking about sipping drink And I'm like Damn that guy, right. Man it's going down And right. it's other thing Like I got a homeboy From Poland I went to Poland He like I got a present for you What's up It's some Poland drink I'm like uh, Damn what's going uh, down What the oh. fuck is that like right. you know, and, and for sure, we, anytime we go to Mexico, we always, you know, in La Palmera, like where La Codina.
5: <laughs> you
6: know, but it, you know, it ain't. It, it, they make it different all around the world, you know. what I'm saying, but it is drink, it is cough syrup all around the world, you know. For sure. If you had
3: one song to represent your, like your your whole career, like 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 everything, just one song to represent Paul Wall, what would that song be?
6: Oh man, that's a good one, man. Shit, dude. It's definitely been a, a journey, a career, man. My whole my whole this is my dream job. So I look at right. this as my career like shit. Right. Every aspect of whatever, even if it parlay and the other businesses, right. this is my dream job, dream career. I'ma do this as long as I'm able and capable, man. You know, right. so I don't know, I think, you know, for sure, uh I would maybe say drive because, you know, it's a Woo! marathon, not a not yeah. a, not yeah. a sprint, So I'd say maybe drive slow would be would be my and, and song. what what
4: artists from the town Inspired you and then from outside the town Both. for
6: sure. Lil Kiki was my biggest inspiration. He, mm. um, you know, I grew Lil up on Kiki. the era the screwed up clique. Everybody in the screwed up not Kiki, who Drake
3: talking about. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, these little niggas out here, man, they're crazy, you know what I mean. They yeah. They'll start running yeah. around the boom. It'd be a memes and everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is why it's great. We gotta clean it up. I'm yeah, got it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kiki. So
6: get- yeah, look, Kiki, he's the, basically the originator of a lot of the Houston culture, mm. especially when it comes to rapping about the culture, putting on, you know, having him... You know, I'm sure he'd be a, a incredible guest because he can give mm. you know all kind of background history. You know, it was, it was him. It was him, Fat Pat, and DJ Screw where mm. it started nice. off. And then uh, you know, it, there was definitely it was people involved like shout out to
4: OG Ron C as well. OG yeah. Ron C
6: what it do for sure. Mm. There was people involved like in, in the streets, like Corey Blunt, who was like a, a key figure where he, you know, the cars. He was you know one of the people in the streets making the money, so he had his cars right. So he was like an inspiration. For everyone, you know the, the way we do our cars now was all of you know he he inspired me for show sure the most he was my favorite rapper still is he was the greatest rapper to me still is you know his wordplay the things he would say also just representing put it on for the for the Houston culture being that he was somebody I looked to he was from where I'm from from the city I'm from mm. he represented where I'm from where I looked to him as being somebody you know. Up high, who who who's professional, who made it, who's elite, you know what I'm saying? Where he, shit, he from? Where I'm from? Shit, that's that's exactly who I would want to be, you know. Definitely, he's my favorite.
4: Now, now you got like no, but the, he didn't answer it from outside. The outside, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Who inspired M- him from outside the town? Okay, uh,
6: Inspire, I would say maybe BG. Um, oh wow, maybe uh, yeah. You did say
4: he was yeah, Hot
6: Boys for sure. BG was my favorite. BG and Juvenile they was my favorite. Um B.G. for sure. I I think I, cause I I had the best collection, the biggest collection of his music for sure. That that was shit. Even though I I maybe didn't pattern my rap style off of him, um, he definitely inspired me a lot. Just a lot of that too came from the the locality of where he from. You know, any any local rapper, they my favorite rapper, man. Snoop Dogg. He, it don't get more local than that. He Long Beach for life, right, right. But he's global. With, I get what you're saying. You know, you know, any he local, local global, yeah, yeah, <laughs> global
3: local. I got to understand.
6: But you know, all the, all the local rappers are always are my favorite. You know, when you when you ascend with your you know career, they want you to be more mainstream so more people can fuck with it. But sometimes you lose your localness. But the local rappers are always the dopest to me, man. They're my favorite.
3: Now you got like the Eminem pass. Like what I mean by that is, like you know how most people they they'll be like, oh Logic is dope, but then they'll say Logic is dope for a white a white guy. boy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then they'll say, uh, uh, you know, MC Search is dope before a white guy. I I don't hear people say that about you. Like I hear people say Paul Wall is yeah. dope, and I hear people say Eminem is dope. Yeah. Like like I, I, how does how does that resonate with you?
6: I mean, I I'm I'm very grateful that people appreciate me and. In- any capacity, if they mm. say I eat dope for somebody to wear a hat, you know, right. so even that, you know, it's like shit. Hey, right. At least they think I'm dope, right. cause grown, you know I, I got bullied, I got picked on, so right. I'm shit. I'm glad I got friends now. Right. You know? right. Right. <laughs> even right. if they fake right. friends, right. I, got, <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got my real friends. Shout out to my real ones, man. Right. Shout, hey, what's up, Pierre? Shout out to my boy Pierre out there. Goo, what's up, Goo T fair all my real ones out there, but uh, you know. It's funny because we'll think about, like, we'll la- we like, we, me and my boys, we'll laugh about that, like, when they have, like, the top 10 greatest white rappers ever. Right. And I ain't on the list, top 20, top 50. And we'll be like, damn, I know I'm better than some of them. But, you know, it's like, okay, how should I? I don't know. Now, how we I-
3: traded you a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You on our team. Yeah, we yeah, traded you our, name. I, saying, I I forgot I got who got we one. traded you for. We, hey. Who we traded you yeah. for? I, got, uh, uh, <laughs> I think Wayne Brady or something. Some shit shit. They, <laughs> nah,
6: I playing Wayne Brady. Yeah. That's my man. That's yeah, yeah. But they, uh yeah, shout out my boy. That's my boy Wayne, too. Hey, but, uh, Man, you know, I I don't know. Some of it is like.
3: Don Sterling. I just traded you for Don Sterling, nigga. I don't know know how I
6: should feel being it. You know, like, I I never cared. I never wanted to be a white rapper. I never wanted that. And then growing up in Texas, a lot of times people thought I was. Especially with a low Hispanic. hair, because yeah. they like, yeah. oh, he Hispanic or he mixed or he right. Frenchman from Louisiana. Right. They, it's one of the three. Wait, a
3: Frenchman? Yeah, yeah. like, like colleges, Creole. Yeah, like Creole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shit! But they call him Frenchman. I've never yeah. heard of that. It's fr- yeah. That's what Creole. That's, that's kind of yeah. hard. Yeah, used I want to be a Frenchman, nigga. I want to be a Frenchman, nigga. That's my, the name of my next mixtape, Frenchman. I, think, Frenchman.
6: I think some of that too. Being on the Switch House mixtapes, my voice is slow. It's pre-internet, so you can't Google what somebody look like. Mm, so you didn't know true. how what I look like. You hear my music; it's already slowed down, so it's already got effects on it. So you really didn't know what I will, what I, you know, what I look like. <coughs> and then I think sometimes people make excuses up like that, just cause to, to give me a pass, like. Oh, nah, he ain't white, he gotta be Mexican. No, 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 right? Because, <laughs> man, it's, it's funny, man. One time I was in Florida, I had a show at Star 69, uh, 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 uh Roy Jones Jr. Club in Pensacola.
5: Mm. Uh,
6: and it was like one of my first shows, me and Camille in there. And I was at the bar before I'm about to go on. It was a sold out show, it was you know, it was because we was rocking it back then, just even on the mixtape, sold out show. And I'm just at the bar getting a drink. Somebody next to me say to his homeboy, Hey. Man, when when to Power going on, man. How long we got to wait till Power Wall going on? I turned to him. I said, oh, what's up, bro? I'm going to go on like 15, 20 minutes. He looking me up, up and down my head like he about to steal off on me. Oh, I'm like, "Okay, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, whatever. You know, all right, that's what's up. And then I, I left. I'm like, whatever. Then after the show, he came up to me. And he was like, damn, I didn't know that was you. I mean, I, and he just straight up told me, he's like, man, I don't mean no offense, but I hate white people, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like. He told me he no, said man, he, he was like I hate white people. He said so. He said, but really you my favorite rapper. So when you told me that at the bar, I'm like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, he said I, he, Wait, really, he found out you were white right then. Right then when I come on stage. So he told me he, he told me I man, I'm torn between two worlds right now. Do I like you because you my favorite rapper? Or Do I hate you because yeah. you white? And it, you know I was just but yeah. it was, it, that just man. It was <laughs> that's, that's it, funny a little shit. funny little story. So whoever that was, man, if you still out there, man, hey, much love to you. Homie. I, I get a discount on the grill. or something.
3: that's some funny shit. But like
6: I, I, you know, some of it too, man. I just personally, I like think back. I think because some sometimes I see white rappers and they'll come to me for, like, man, a lot of times, man. I right. you know, all man, all the time, white rappers come to me for advice on different things. You know. uh, Rappers always come to, you know, right. come no, out, they like all They come
4: in to say, how do I be a white rapper? I don't want to imagine mm-hmm. did they say that. In
6: so many words, you know, yeah. it'd it be, I'll get asked some some questions that'll be, I'll think, how could you ask right. somebody that? Or how could you even think that, like, you know, my advice to anybody, you want somebody like you, just be real, yeah, be yourself. Because if right. they don't like you for being fake,
3: yeah, what is that? It's easy to be you. Yeah. It's easy to but be so, you.
6: So, I mean, but it's, it's funny sometimes, but at the same time, I, I don't know, cause growing up, I had friends of all races. For oh, sure, most of my friends were black, uh, but I had Asian friends too. Had a lot of Mexican friends or or Hispanic. I had friends that were other Dominican and other things too, uh, not just Mexican, but Guatemalan. Uh, uh, you know, so but for sure, most of my friends were for sure black. I had some white friends, but the white boys in my neighborhood were the ones that would beat me up, bullying me. Wow. So it was shit. Wow. It was uh, you know it, well, that's just how it was for me that. Chameleon like I grew up chameleon my whole life, so sh- right. me and him were friends, you know, since his kindergarten down there, you know what I'm saying? So, it, you know, not only him, but all our friends from that area, we all, you know, came up together. We are very similar in everything we do, you know what I'm saying? Right. But And we all had friends of all races, but being white, it's, it's, sometimes it's like, you know... I, when they don't have me On the list It'd be funny Like shit yeah. Then at the same time Be like well That's I don't want to be seen As a white rapper Or none of that I just want people To see me for being dope Or whatever But definitely You know Being white, being dope for a white rapper Or being dope Oh you dope for Such and such You dope for a girl You but dope you do that for, To the
3: Puerto Ricans too To the Spanish yeah, They be yeah, like Yo, yeah. He's dope for a Spanish yeah, artist yeah. yeah So I, I relate to. Yeah it's
6: uh, You know I mean It's good to be Appreciated be considered dope, but it's also you could be dope not just for yeah, one aspect. Just exactly. Be characteristic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, have
3: you ever had a beef? I'm looking at you and I'm thinking like, you know, you have always been positive. So I'm thinking like, like I, I know you're on and, and Ned, but y'all y'all yeah. beefed for a little while. But like yeah. it, was it wasn't any-
6: more, it wasn't lyrical. It was more like just personal. Right. But with him, it was real. It was personal because we were best friends and then we took separate paths and. You know, but it's very great. Shout out to Pimp C, man. Pimp C had a huge. He was a huge reason why we reconciled. He talked to us individually, y'all tripping. I also, shout out what, to E Forty. What, what, pe- what was the biggest? The, 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 the two biggest people. It was you know. I mean, some of it is like not worth talking about because right. you know, Personal bringing shit. up old shit. Yeah, but right. you know, it's just we had different views on certain things, or you know, sometimes money might have been involved or whatever. We just it was meant for us to take separate paths. So when right. it was meant for that to happen, that happened. And thank you know, thankfully we kept it off wax so that you know what I'm saying you know some of them disses you go back even when you cool you like damn that motherfucker said that about me goddamn you know so uh, you know it's like man you know we thank God we thankfully thankfully we kept it off wax but right. E40 was the first one to say man y'all tripping you know how much money y'all can make and right. by the time you realize it that opportunity is gonna be gone mm. nobody gonna care no more. Or they're going to be on to the next or something. Like, E-40 used to always tell us, man, y'all true. Because E-40 fucked with both of us. He gave us both advice. We was cool anyway. We was friends. But he was like a – E-40 for sure was a big mentor in the game. But specifically, man, you and Chameleon are tripping. then when Pimp C said it too, it's like –
4: Yeah, got two legends talking to y'all.
6: And then Pimp C, like, he came to – he spoke individually to both of us. Man, what's up with you and Chameleon now, man? What's the problem? okay. You tripping. He tripping too. Fuck that. Y'all making, y'all tripping. There's money out there. Y'all could be making all this money. Y'all ain't got to get along. This Him and M- he M- 40 I don't know if they talked before they talked to us, but they both told us the same shit. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it was like, man. Uh, and then when he put us in the song, knocking doors down, he shot us out. Then even before that, you know, the public will come. Hey, what's up with June Kamina? What's up with June Camino? What's up with June Camino? It's cool, whatever. Then eventually sometimes people will the public will die down. Like, be like, oh, it's a touchy subject. Let's don't ask him about that. Even when it ain't a touchy subject no more, still they be like, oh, I don't respect. I don't want to ask you about this or that, you know. But then, you know, when PMC put us in a verse. Everybody, what did liked, he say in that verse? He what said, "Power, Wow like still ain't talking. Um, huh, huh. Money speak all that bullshit. Keep walking." Mm. He basically called out all the Houston rappers, saying, "Y'all tripping with each other. Huh. We beefing. We need to come together." He say, uh, when he said that, then every all the public, hey, what Pimp C say? Right. Damn, man, what y'all gonna do? Damn, and everybody like it's like it made it cool to come talk to us right. about it. And then it was, then it really forced us to come together. And then especially when Pimp C passed away, right. it was like, hey, we got to do this for Pimp C, man. You know, like, you know, it's for it's for Pimp C. You know, for sure, he had a, he was a huge reason why we came back together, Squad Style B. And when you used
3: to write Pimp C letters um, in, in jail. You wasn't yeah, my Paul pal yet, man. Yeah, my pal. You, you wasn't a, a MC yet. You, you I, wasn't I a- was.
6: That was kind of like <laughs> it was like during my ascension. You know what I'm saying? And then there's different levels. There's you know you could be a one hit wonder. You could be an underground mixtape. You know, person. You, once you get on the radio, it's different. Once you're on TV and the magazines, is real different. And it's an era before the internet, before smartphones and shit. Right. So it, you know, you didn't. You couldn't. Find out about other artists unless it was put in front of your face, right? You know, unless you go to that city and go to a record store, you know, shit. The only way you hear it is if if they if they play it on the radio, which is somebody else controlling, or they play it on TV, which is somebody else controlling, or that's it. Shit, you know, you it's tough to hear
3: about other people. You you got his address and just said fuck it. Let me just I
6: got his address, (laughs) (laughs) tones, man, big bro. What it do? She Uh a big fan, of course, and at that time too, you know, I was I was already making a name for myself with Switch House, and then some of it too is, you know, when you say somebody, hey, a free pimp C, you say it on a rap, you know, you ain't trying to be like false claiming saying that, you know, some of it is, yeah, Yeah. you know, and some of it is people they reach like a motherfucker, so it's Uh like if I don't know him. It's it's better to say, man. I ain't never met Pimp C, but free him. I love him.
5: Right, but if you right.
6: act like, oh, that's my boy, Pimp C, free Pimp C, but you ain't never even met him. It's like, what are well, you faking like a motherfucker? So you know, some of that too is, I, you know, is how can I represent, hold it down for him out here while he locked up and communicate with him so that I can represent, you know, not like I'm speaking for him and spokesperson, nothing like that, but just at least to communicate, let him know that we holding it down for you out here. If you need something from any of us, whatever we, shit, whatever here. And it's you know it's funny you know the type of advice he would give me would be like with messing with girls on the road hey make sure you strap up them hoes dirty you know shit like that they scam you <laughs> hey don't leave your money out in your pockets they gonna go through your pockets when you were taking a shower watch out you All know right. shit like that like right. but that's real talk like All shit right. you know I ain't got, you know I ain't had to lose a Rolex to learn that lesson you know what, right. what I'm saying shit he taught he, he for sure man yeah, so. nah, nah, I'm not a
4: smoker but are you smoking without smoking <laughs> I feel like the way he's lighting like, up. Uh, I, I,
6: I, I, I smoke backwards, and these, these papers, not they not lighting up. I'm for sure. That's why I said, man. I there. feel
4: like it's a new shit. Like, you just light it, and the smoke just hits you. <laughs> nah. nah I'm for
3: sure. Big smoke. <laughs> yeah.
4: I was like, damn, he's killing
3: right. that. That shit ain't lighting up. Now, what the fuck did the there invest in that now they think? Yo, they well, said, is the
6: man. Yeah, what did he invest I in? I don't know, but put your boy down, man. Let him yeah, yeah, get a, in on it. We need my drink, Chance. We need like, financial yeah, advice man. from him. Yo, <laughs> uh, Yo, somebody me told you. me
4: he invested in Lyft. Somebody yeah, he told me did tech shit for sure.
6: Yeah, he. Somebody told me he's with a hedge fund. Uh, some that's you know. Anytime I talk to him about it, he's telling me he's doing he's doing something involving a hedge fund. What the fuck
3: so, is hedge fund?
6: Hedge fund they invest I don't in that shit. Fucking no. Like, yeah, they they, they
4: they take your money and they invest it in a bunch of shit. Yeah,
6: but what he doing? I don't know. I'm I'm wanna get in on it though. Yeah. But shit, I, I don't know what he doing, but it's working for him. Cause and he always tell me, man, I ain't retired. But what what am I gonna do for other than for the love? So he'll still do verses like he did a verse for me on Swangin' in the rain remix. Anytime right. I ever asked him to do a verse for me, he always did it. And you know, but for sure, you know, How did y'all
3: fix the beef? I'm sorry, I'm bouncing all over the place. A lot of
6: it is you just gotta let it go. If we bring mm-hmm. it up and talk about it, we're gonna fight. We're gonna argue. We got different opinions, perspective. Yeah. We might both be right on whatever we're saying, but right. a lot of it is, hey, we went through what we went through this the past. God led us on. Now we right. here. What are we gonna do about it? Are we gonna go forward with this. Be positive about this. or we gonna, be, you know? And, and then some of it too is taking the responsibility of publicly beefing with someone else from your city like that. Like, you know, it. it it just sends more of a message that this is how to make it. Like, people think, mm. oh, if I troll you, you'll respond. Because if I compliment you, you're not going to respond. Mm. And whatever they can do to get a response is is cool because no one's, they getting overlooked. So it's whatever they can do to get some type of attention. So I don't know, you know, I think a lot of it is just letting shit go. And, uh, you know, appreciating the fact that God took us, like I say, brought us through things to make us who we are. And, you know, I, I apologize for my wrong. He apologize for whatever. Even if we ain't wrong, I, man, look, we we saw it, man. Let's make this oh. work. And then shit go from there.
1: at t connects an ode to podcast.
3: where, where was you at when you found out Bushwick Bill passed away? Because I know he had yeah. to be a legend to you as yeah. well.
6: Man, I got cra- a couple crazy stories about Bushwick Bill just in dealing with him, man. I got a uh, man. Uh,
3: I heard he's a tough nigga. Yeah, he, he heard for he's sure was. He, a yeah. gangster. He was, man. He uh, he he and he's smart a no motherfucker, too. All I right. remember
6: I, I met him. I was like 12 years old. This is like the first time I ever flew on a plane. It was in the airport around like 1 o'clock, I don't know, 2 o'clock noon. I only remember this because I met Bushwick Bill and it was the first time I ever flew. All
5: right. You know, so I'm a kid,
6: so I'm like, I remember a lot of that, you know. Right. And uh, uh so anyway, I, I'm in in Houston Airport, Hobby Airport. Um some of this too I know from fact-checking with my mom, hey mama, where who was that? Oh, that was Hobby, yeah. I remember that. She remembered she knew who Bill is too. So anyway, we we I see him in the uh I'm walking, I'm a kid, my mama doing something. I'm 12 years old, so I'm you know almost a teenager. I see him sitting there with a bunch of luggage around him in like a lounge area of a restaurant. Just like, you know, restaurant, whatever. Just sitting there with a bunch of luggage. And he knocked out. Off top I recognize him, but he's by himself. I'm like, that's Bush Will Bill. Why he ain't got all security, rap a lot mob with him, everybody like, why he by himself? I'm like, damn, should I go talk to him? Can I talk to uh, him, man? Uh, What's up? So I just said, fuck it, I'm gonna go talk to him. He knocked out, passed out in a chair. And I just go up to him, shake his, tap him <laughs> on his uh, arm. You
5: know, I, I
6: look back and I, you know, I had, I had an opportunity to tell him this story too before he passed away, you know, uh-huh. right? but, uh, you know, looking back, I realized, man, you know, now I'm a kid. I ain't know uh, <laughs> people need their space. You know, I'm like, damn, I was mad disrespectful. Like coming up to him, waking him up out of sleep, talking to him. Like, but anyway, I didn't tell him, he like, Oh, what's up? He wake up, get up. I'm like, well, what's going on? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You Bush with Bill? Like, yeah, man, I man, that's what's up. Nice to meet you, man. I, and I'm just asking him like kid hey, questions. Hey, like, you
3: ain't even asked for an Instagram Flickr, None of that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: this is before I left. All all right, right, all all right. But right. Sean, sure, like, all damn. Right. But uh, I, I think I might have did get his autograph, and if I did, I still have it, because I have I got Big Boy's autograph too. One time I seen I got a story, I'll tell it. Okay. Next. But yeah, Big boy. but uh, I, I uh, I met, uh, I'm a, man, I, Man, yeah, but anyway, I, I, I'm a big fan of hip-hop, especially back then. If someone would come to concert, it could be somebody I never heard of, and I'll go. Yeah, and yeah, I'm right. too young just right. to see what they look like walking in the, the club or whatever or see if I can meet them, or, even All if right. I never heard of them, just because right. it was hip-hop to me. It was dope. But anyway, I, uh, Butch with Bill, I started talking to him, and I'm like, you know, whatever happened with the kid conversation, eventually I realized, like, I'm kind of tripping right now, man. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Uh-huh. Eventually, people gonna come back and they are gonna be like, "What the fuck you doing? Talk, you know, you gotta go." So I was like, "Damn, all right, Bushman, I'ma holler at you." And I left, you know, and that was that. Uh-huh. And I, okay, then when I work, you know, and it was just a, a, a great positive interaction. Mm. But I thought that's how all rappers were, <laughs> cool as fuck. Like, oh, they yeah. want to talk to you, whatever. They wake up out they out just sleep to talk to you. So then I go to the uh, uh-huh. later on in life when I'm working for Def Jam, uh-huh. it was an artist that I'm promoting hard as fuck for, bringing his records to the DJs, putting his posters up, passing his flyers out. He come to town, I try to holler at him thinking he going to be Bushwick, cool as fuck, thinking he know what I'm doing for him. Uh He was rude as fuck. Like Man, it it was a complete opposite interaction was was Bushwick. And it was like, damn, you don't know I'm working my ass out for you? You going to treat me like that? What artist is this? He ain't even rapping. I don't even remember what it was. I'm sure if I go back to whatever year it was, I can think back to an X off the list. It wasn't him. wasn't him. wasn't him. Okay, right. yeah, it was him. But whoever it is, he ain't rapping no more. But then right. that that led me to be the people's champ because I'm like, I want to be like Bushwick. I want my interaction to be positive. When someone walk away from seeing me, they like, damn, they got a smile on their face, and they're like, man, I'm at I'm at Paul. Wall. That was real. Damn, he cool as fuck. I don't want it to be. Man, fuck him! I ain't never listen to his music again. I should have stole off on him. Right. Damn, man! I'm gonna go at him on the song like right. that's how people be like you. Man, you shit on people like that, so I'm like, man, I want to be more like Bushwick. Now, let uh, me tell you when I made a uh, big boy, it was like a few years later, maybe like uh, I might have been. But th- you still a
3: kid? I was still a kid. Okay, continue. Uh, I might
6: have been like uh, I, I, I might have been like 16, 17. So it was around the same time as I was working for Def Jam. Me and Camille in there, it was like w- where we was just. Old enough to drive, but we ain't had no car. Mm. So I, they had a, a concert come through Houston, and it was uh, uh, Outkast. Uh, I believe it was Erykah Badu, and it was uh, The Roots, and Cypress Hill, I believe. Uh, that sounds crazy. Um, blind yeah, it was, it was shit. It was crazy. But it was at the time when all of them were new artists. Too. So it was like Quest Love opened up. I mean, or not Quest Love, or the Roots, Because I met Quest Love there too. He was right. cool as fuck too. He just right. standing at the uh, you know, one of the uh, what you call Wachacola booths, and I'm going go up to him like, oh shit, that was you on stage. Yeah, <laughs> He's tried like, damn, man, that's crazy, that's what's up. And I'm going yeah. back, me and Camille, okay, me and Camino was at the show. We're sitting at the uh, the, the, okay, it's the the, the Cynthia uh, Mitchell Woodlands Pavilion. Where it's an outdoor pavilion, they got a lot of these all around the country. Not the same name, but they got these type of venues where they got like front row seating, and then they got like lawn seating in the back, grass yeah. seating. Okay, so it'd be like uh, it'd be like a, a chair seating, and then it was a, a, a walkway, and then it was like a six foot up chaired seating. So me and Kame- then behind that was all the grass. Okay, so me and Camille and sitting in the front row of the back chairs. So where the walkway is in front of us, we by like six feet up, eight feet up, but we at the edge front row. So people walking. So outcast reform, they get off stage and they walk, they walk through. Uh I see big boy walking and I'm like, he walking with two security guards. I'm like, oh shit, come in there go, big boy. Damn, what's up, man? We gotta stop and we got and he like, what well, what we gonna do? We way up here, way up like, <laughs> what are we gonna do? We gonna go race him down. And also me and Camille are very different in these perspectives. Comedianer has more of a Houston mind frame when it comes to celebrities, especially rappers, and this is the mind frame. I ain't finna be on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> I like him, but I'm not finna ride his nuts. Uh, so that's like, shit, the Houston mind frame. It would be a sold-out show, everybody mean mugging you. But they love you, but they right. just mean, they don't want you to know they love you because they don't want to be embarrassed or so, you know, or they don't, whatever. they don't want you thinking they on their nuts. So I'm more of a... Man, I love that person. Let me go tell them I love them. You know, right. the Camille's like, yeah, I love them too, but I ain't gonna be on the way. So we right. we sitting there and we like just sitting on the front row, big boy whop. I'm like, man, come here, the big boy, or whatever, you know, whatever she. Man, I said. Fuck it! I gotta go. I gotta say what's up. I just hop down, jump over the thing, just like I'm running from the cops. Jump over the fence. I hop down, jump down about six, eight feet. I land, chase him down. Him and his bodyguards was like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's going on?" I'm, I'm still like somewhat of a kid. You could tell I was like 15, 16. So I might have looked adultish. You know, I might have had like a little baby whisker mustache, but they you can still tell I'm young. Like. I ain't going to come on like, fight them or nothing like that. But I, And they like, whoa, what's going on? I'm like, man, oh, Big Boy, man, I'm a fan. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Well, you know, can I, Can you take? Can you sign something? He signed something for me. I still got that autograph to this day, too. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh see, I, I would collect things like that. Like, that's what I'm saying. I, I can't remember specifically. Now, you know, I for sure got to go back and, and tell right. Bushwick. I mean, I, I got to go, go see uh, uh if I got that Bushwick autograph. I think I still do because I think it was on, like, a napkin. Uh, uh-huh. But in, anyway, I, I know Big Boy signed the actual ticket. I still got that. Well, anyway, that was my big boy story. But going back to Bushwick, when I saw Bushwick, I mean, later on in I see him all the time. Like I would see him at shows. We, you know, sometimes we would perform together, and we'd be kicking him backstage, chopping it up. He also has a son. I always I connected with for a while. Me and him was was always real cool. We still, you know, still are, but like for over the years, you know what I'm saying. Right. So I got to know him and his son, you know, whatever through the years. But more recently, when it came out that you know he had stage four pancreatic cancer, that was kind of like where, you know, they kind of did like a kind of a call to action. You know, you fuck with Bush kind of let him know because the clock kind of ticking. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was like one of them things where you know I was you know I for sure reached out just to tell him man how much you know I appreciate him you know whatever I love for him and we always you know we had a you know we had a you know I always had a great connection over the years. But then he, he told me he was like, hey, I'm working on an album. It's gonna be basically my my last solo album. You know you know whatever you know you you don't really want to say it like that at the time, but it's kind of like how he was saying it. like you know I'm doing another solo album. It's basically Gonna be my, you know, this is it? You know, you down to get on it? Of course, I'm gonna get on it. <laughs> Shit, right. I'm a professional rapper, and it's an icon, legend,
5: yeah. somebody
6: I look up to, inspire me from my very first interaction with a rapper of him, me wanting to be like him to be a people's champ. So hell, yeah, of course I'm gonna get on that. So you know, I went to the studio with him, got to kick, you know, chop it up with him, and really, you know, I, you know, I did my verse. It was cool. That was, you know, we actually did two songs, but um, uh, you know. I'm 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 kind of quick in the studio so I did my thing that's cool but after that we just chopping it up for hours upon hours you know and like I said you know he's somebody I've known throughout the years but our it would be we backstage at a concert so we still we might be chopping it up for a couple hours you know before getting ready to go on but it's a group setting kind of you know where it's a party atmosphere so it's like real intimate one you know just me and him you know his son a couple other people the engineer a couple other people you know we just in there just chopping it up talking about all kind of shit just, and I got to tell him uh, you know, I and I, before I went to the studio, I told my mama, I said, Mama, guess I'm going to the studio. Who? <clears throat> Bushwood <Ruth> Bill. <clears throat> no, man, for real. You remember when you <laughs> met him in the airport? I'm like, Yeah, that's what I'm calling him. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm like, man, when I'm trying to figure out, get like a real when was that? You remember when that was? She kinda tell me when it was. Oh, well, that's when we did this and that. That's the first time you flew. i kind of, you know, so it, it kinda, you know, we remember that kind of thing. So when I when I told Bush, I said, Bushwood, well, I'm gonna tell you a story, man. I tell him a story. <laughs> Shout out to Bushwood, man. Right. I tell him a story. He say, I said, Bushwick I met you when I was 12. He say, all the whatever." I tell him the whole story. He say, oh yeah, that was the Resurrection tour or whatever tour. Yeah, it was the Hobby Airport yeah, in the summer. Yeah, I remember that. He said, uh, were you wearing summer clothes? And I'm like, Damn, Man, they don't know you remember that, but he uh, said, "Yeah, you really, I remember. He said, "I don't know if that was you, but I remember meeting the youth in the airport wearing uh, wearing summer clothes." You know, was that you? I'm like, "Man, you remember that? That's crazy!" But no, nah, I don't know if he really did remember that, or he was just kind of putting on. But still, you know, I I, I definitely, I, I, you know, I'm glad I got to share that with him to to let him know how much you know he said. Don't ever make fun of my me. Karis
3: ball. Well, but hold on, let's let's let's, let's 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 all give let's all give him a moment of silence, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Recipes bushwick with bills, man. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Now most people now most people I see with grills, when they smoke or they eat, they take the grills off. You don't you don't take the grill off when you smoke or eat?
6: I mean when you when you're is on the jewelry store, I get to cheat. I get cheat, you know what I'm saying? Right. I got the jewelry store, so it ain't it ain't nothing. So but,
3: so why why don't people do that? What is it? Mess it up or something?
6: Well think about it. You got you know, your chain right there. Mm-hmm. If you, you got to eat, let's get, you know, we get lasagna. All right. You ain't going to dip it in the design. Exactly. And then you got to, let me get a coffee, dip it in a coffee. Let me get a milkshake, dip it in a milkshake. Let me right. eat a hamburger or whatever. Let me, whatever, you know. So it's like, it, you think about it, you don't. You wouldn't do that with that. It, it's it grills, it's your teeth, but it's still precious metal and and jewels. So, right. you know, you got to, some of it comes with, especially the smoking, it will tarnish the, the metal, make it, you know, change the color a little bit. But when you buff it out, it's brand new, back to new. All right. Uh, and then different qualities of the gold, will get dirty quicker. Same with the right. diamonds, you know. So when you got a higher care gold, it, you can smoke. It's not a big deal. Uh, but you know, just it's just proper grill care. Uh, right. Me, I don't. You know, I, I you know whatever. I don't really tend to take my grill out too much. You know, right. I'm actually about to um, get some. I'm about to go permanent on there. And get some get something new. I'm a, I'm a permanent, it you said?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm uh, those it obviously those are the ones that don't come out. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So um. So, uh, is there a difference between regular gold and dental gold?
6: Well, the dental gold, uh, I think when they say that, they mean like the higher quality of the carat of gold. So, typically, there's like 10-carat gold, 14-carat gold, 18-carat gold. Now, there's 22-carat gold sometimes, 24-carat gold. Bruno Mars made a song about it. So, But when you go to buy jewelry, it's typically 10-carat, 14-carat, or 18-carat. 18-carat being the higher carat being the best. But also, it's boys whipping that gold up, man. Boys will whip that gold up with silver or some other things. you test it wait, wait, come what do come back.
3: What do you mean? I don't understand. It'll be
6: six-carat gold oh. and, or whatever, and they'll dip it to look like 18-carat or dip it. I actually got a song called, what Zaytova called, 18-carat gold, no dip, because boys will get 10-carat and then dip it. To uh, look like eighteen karat or fourteen carat gold. Uh, and, you Holy know,
3: shit! I ain't know um, that.
6: Yeah, but uh, I ain't know that. Yeah, it's uh, but the, the I think I think you know I don't know I could be wrong, uh, but I think when with the dental gold what they mean is a twenty two carat or, or the higher higher carat, but or, which is usually I think eighteen carat. All the dentists I know use the eighteen carat. Shit, we do the goals for all the dentists and is eighteen carat. Ah. Uh, uh, but that's that's actually how Johnny start how he started with the grills was he was already doing jewelry repair already doing a few custom things like for jewelry stores not for uh-huh. customers but for jewelry stores so uh-huh. then it got to be the dentist would come to hey I'm making you know I need you to make these gold teeth for a customer who's getting uh-huh. them permanent and then Johnny like damn I could do that on my own. What, I, they can come Fine. to me. Why are they going to you? They can come straight to me. Shit. and then and that's basically what it
3: was. What was the What was the first order like? Because because I, I, obviously you was a rapper. So what? That, this was your side hustle, the grills, right? It was all at the
6: same time, you know. And oh, oh. I first started rapping with the Switch House. My first mixtape with the Switch House was in 1999. Before that, I was rapping with Commander, doing talent shows or whatever, just trying to make it. But uh-huh. you know, basically, wasn't no rap career. It was a you know,
3: we was just you know. What was Swishab- the first order with you and John? Where um, you, you was like, you know what? I can make some money off of this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I actually,
6: well, I, this what I'm doing. I was working for crime, where I, I worked. There was at the a, other jewelry, t- yeah, guy. yeah. I was working for him, and it was at a store where we sold Swish House tape. It was like a hood store, uh-huh. like you know, uh, 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 you know, like a bodega kind of, but we don't call it that. It was just right. like just a store, corner store, where they, we sold uh, Swish House mixtapes. We sold hood T-shirts that'll just have the name of your hood type of shit on there, Northside or whatever, just type of sayings, type of shit on there. And we be been there selling grills, selling gold teeth. But uh, after a while, you know, as shit started picking up, it was like, okay, I got I to gotta move out of here. I got to, you know, I can get money in other ways. But I really, originally, I started out working for crime doing the promotions. That's the first time where I actually ran a shop, ran a grill shop. And then even then, it was still working for crime. He paid me a salary. And I would sell grills, and I was a salesman, but he did everything. He took care of everything. And then eventually, he was like, hey, look, I'm going to do something for you, man. I'm going to introduce you to Johnny, man. And he was like, all right. I was like, bet, shit, yeah. yeah, yeah." And he basically
4: gave Was Johnny making it for him? Yeah. Oh, okay.
6: But Crime had different people, too. Crime had somebody in New York that was making them. He had somebody in, uh, you know, uh, but Johnny did the majority because it was local in Houston. But he had multiple, he, had, he got all kinds of stuff going on. But, he, but it,
3: was, it wasn't like a celebrity who came to you and like, and, and then you was like, you know what, this is, this is something I'm going to invest my money in.
6: Well, I think it was just, nah, it was more like just a hustle. Because mm. Lil John was the first celebrity I did, but before that it was just, oh, I was making money, man. Uh. I was making all kind of money selling grills. And I would, it, it, the, the hustle is you pass out flyers with your number on it, with the prices on it, uh. and- People will see it. You go to all the different cities or towns that in a three-four mile rate or three-four hour radius. You know what I'm saying? So wow. I would go to Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, the same places I'm going to sell Swisher House tapes. Because uh, keep this in mind too: I was selling Swisher House mixtapes before I was rapping on them. I mm. was promoting and distributing. I would. Press up, the, I would press up the, the CDs and the tapes, and I also would distribute them and go to the stores, fulfill the orders, take them back to Watts or Ron C or G-Dash. That's what T-Ferris was doing, too. We came in at the same time doing that, before I was rapping at the switch house. So I got to seeing, well, shit, the same grill hustle in Houston, I can do this out of town. So i go to Dallas, all these places, put my number down with flyers with the prices. They already were traveling to Houston or places to get... Grills or to whatever, whoever they local hood dentists, but it would, it's like it, it ain't a good selection of people to go to. It's only like one or two, maybe three in Houston. At that time, they were doing permanent grills that were like hood dentists, like mm-hmm. doing that. So it's like shit. Where can you go? So uh, you know, doing that, it, it would just work. And then I would go to Louisiana, same thing, Lafayette, Lake Charles, Opelousas, on the Baton Rouge, and then even every direction. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, it just it got to be a, a real hustle for me, but Lil John saw it was like he knew who I was as I was at that time I was as a DJ. Oh, well, okay. I, I was oh. DJing and I was an artist, which I was a freestyle artist, but I kind of a lot of people, you know, I, I kind of got more recognition as a DJ at that time. <clears throat> mm. At that time, from other artists,
3: DJ Paul, Wall? DJ Paul okay. Wall. Okay.
6: The other artists, I think a lot of they more respected me as a DJ. Cause I wasn't hounding them for verses and all of me act like I'm friends with you and all that. It was right. more like I'm a DJ. I, I play your music. They respected me for that. Cause I really will support people I fuck with. Okay. And uh, whereas the fans fucked with me as being a rapper, they didn't give a fuck about me DJing. The fans huh. fuck with me as being a rapper, but the D, the other artists they fucked with me as being a uh, more a DJ. So I, it was a lot of other the artists I fuck with. I fuck with Ti real tough, real heavy. You know, even as I was rapping with the Switcher House and you know, at you know when. 24's came out and you know all around then. But it was more as me being a DJ. And then as the artist thing came, it was like, oh shit, you rap too? I didn't know you rap. And then it also, let me just, you know, it just, it, it worked for me because I saw how people, you know, t- man, everybody is a rapper or a DJ or a producer. Yeah. Everybody. So, it, everybody who's seen any type of success and there's all type of different levels, you get Everybody coming up to you. Hey, I want to be where you at. How can All I right. be there? Can you how can you put me on? Put me on, put me on, put me on. So shit, This man. I would just see how you would get turned off, shut out, as I'm a rapper. Hey, put me on, put me on. And they don't want to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. But shit, I'm a DJ. Oh, you hey, I'm a DJ. I can play your music. Then they, oh, you, you can play my music? Shit, let <laughs> me fuck with you. Shit. It just was like reverse psychology. And then when they when they, when they would find out that I rapped, it would be, damn, you ain't even tell me you rap. But <laughs> It would be like, yeah, cause I ain't trying to put you out like that where you ain't wanna fuck with me no more. Cause, you know, you see how I go. So it, right. it worked for me. You know what I'm saying? I just I, I let the I let my other side hustles, you know, grow so that when I had an opportunity for me to be an artist or a rapper, you know, I had all kind of money-wise, monetarily, I had my money. So I didn't rely on record sales. My network was already strong because I was already distributing other people's music. And I was a salesman selling grills and selling music, so I knew what I, you know, just sell my own music. Being an artist, what it kind of took. I knew being a salesman who distributed the Switch House tapes. Sometimes I could tell which, you know, what the fans they, they fuck with this artist or that artist. So they like when you say this or that, or and it's it, like you're on your
4: A and R and shit.
6: Right, right. Where? So they, yeah, I could adjust. Like okay, they like when I do that. And, you and Johnny
3: partners on the whole jewelry store, or just the grill part? On oh, all of it. On oh, all of, of it. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. God yeah, sure. so, yeah, sure. sure. so you damn That's near got on
6: go. your own <laughs> jury store. Damn it. We actually we, we we branching out. We about to branch out. We, we still got the Sharpstown store. Of course, We has got the new one, uh six two two four Richmond uh, in Houston, right. the big one, the two story Johnny got his own. He Johnny went from doing jury repair in his garage. To selling grills in the mall to having his own mall, man. So you mm, know, man, right. you know, it, it's it's definitely.
3: How, how does one if, if somebody wanted to start getting in the jewelry business? How, how do you how do you even begin?
6: This is why I love Johnny, bro. All he right. changed my life as be, me being a hustler. I could sell All anything. I could hustle All anything. So right. when you got that type of skill. You know, how can you do that without going to jail? How can right. you do that with integrity to and respect where you're not selling something that's whack or corny? Or how can you do that and make a career out of it? How can you do that? You know, just all of that. So for me, it was a, a, a whole lot of, you know, I, I love grills. I want grills, so I want to sell them. Then I can make a lot of money off of this because a lot of people at the time who were selling grills were charging too much money or were doing bad business where they take your money in your grill, mold. But you wouldn't get your grill. And oh, you gotta right. hound them for their grill, you know. Uh-huh. So I just saw myself as, man, if I can do a good business, I'ma win. Uh, all right and Johnny gave me that opportunity. That that's what Johnny started off as. He would give wholesale to well, well, other Well jeweler. did you
3: did you did you fund him first? How did like how did like like you know what I'm saying? Like No, nah, no, nah, he Johnny,
6: it was all Johnny. Yeah. Okay, so me, I, I would when I'm working for crime, doing grills, doing selling grill molds, whatever, doing anything I'm doing with crime, I would be like the the driver, drop off the mold. So I'm at Johnny's dropping off the moles, picking up orders, things like that. I'd be in there, and it was a small shop. And every time I ever went in there, he would always be getting into somebody. He got this thick Vietnamese accent, uh-huh. and it'd be somebody who was from the hood. Of any race, they was from some type of hood, so they had a hood accent, uh-huh. or they was from out of state, so he ain't know what the fuck they were saying, they ain't know what the fuck he was saying. Right. And it would just be a, a translation. Oh, no, no, all he's saying is this. Oh, no, no, Johnny, he want this. No, he want this. <laughs> and then, you know, the, after that, eventually it got to be a, hey, you you Wall? While I'm in there dropping off grill molds and shit, people say, hey, you Paw Wall? And i like, I saw how they know you. Oh, I'm a rapper, too. And he's like, you a rapper? And yeah, you sell grills, whatever? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, it's a hustle, whatever <laughs> shit. And then it got to be a, shit, we can do this together, and we way stronger together. And Johnny always from the jump. Johnny got a part of my music, too, just like I got a part of the jewelry mm. store. Johnny told me from the jump, man, hey, look, the same way you love jewelry, that's how I love music. I can't make no music. I don't know how to make music, but I want to be a part somehow, whether it's doing concerts, you know, just investing, something. I want to be, be a part. So that's why we always had kind of mesh the way we have. The jury oh, is his cool. thing. I do the marketing. I do things like that in terms of the marketing, outreach. A big <laughs> part of what I do is customer service when people have problems. Of course, that's when people don't really call me unless they got a problem. And they got a problem, of course, we're going to smooth it over. That's our thing too is that you know, customer service is number one to us. But the business run itself, he run it, so I'm able to do my music and collect the check at the same time cross-promote and everything I do. But... Uh, it, it, it just, it just was like a why, why not? We got to team up. Let's do this together. And me, I'm a very loyal person, so I'm not the type to let me do this on my own without you to x you out so that I can make a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a let's build this up together. You got kids. I got kids. We'll pass this on to our kids together. You know, I'm more of a, a, a builder than I am of a let me go do it on my own nomad style. Even though, let,
3: let Charlie, see. you got your girls? Let's,
4: let's, let's see what the quality of those grills are.
6: Yes, yeah, sir. Where'd you get those grills, Charlie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, but this why this why uh, I love be Johnny because. But it might be that dipshit. Hey, 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 nah, but it might. You looking good? You shining? I I don't know. You shining? But this is why I love Johnny, because the same opportunity he gave me to go hustle and make a a living and make money off of this. Man, he get that to, we got thousands of wholesale clients Uh around the world. So that, you know, instead of him franchising off and having a Johnny Dangan company in every city, there's like 10 Johnny Dangan company people who are getting their wholesale from us, but they're their own business. Wow. So I, I, you like
4: empowering them. Yeah, I, yeah. I
6: appreciate that he empowered you to be your own hustler, yeah. to to build your own business for your kids. You that's know what I'm true. saying? I, that, that's why I love that's Johnny because he get that opportunity. I've seen him time and time and time again get that opportunity. Well, to, what's the
3: first thing a person should do if they want to get into the jewelry business? <laughs> well, I mean, because you had Johnny,
6: but, uh, I would say this: no matter what, it's very easy to get tempted to. Run off of people money or charge them more and get them. uh, they paid ten thousand, but let me act like they paid nine or eight because <laughs> I need some new rims or something. You know. So I think good business and customer service is key. A one key to a long term business. Now, if you want to go out and hit licks, come up real quick. That's a completely different business structure. You know, my the business advice I can give you is for long term careers or something you could pass on to your Uh, kids and make millions of dollars off of. Yeah, Yeah. if you want to make a couple thousand real quick, you can go hit licks and burn people Uh, on their orders. But if you want to make some millions, yeah, you can't do that type of shit. But Uh, that's what man. uh, You know, real talk though, if you want to sell jewelry, the best advice I would give to you is if you like, man, go talk to Johnny. uh, Uh, We got we have a whole department. This a wholesale department. This is just as big as the gold casting or diamond setting or shipping or any other department we have. The wholesale wow. department is huge, man. And that's also why we're able to sell 400 grills a day. You know, it's, it's crazy to be to be able to do this much, but
3: it's not because they— I need another grill, goddammit. Yeah, you know, we got, you're, you. You you're, know um, we got you. You know we got you, big bro. But now you was in a movie called um, You Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. Oh, yeah, my boy Tucker
6: Max. What's up? <laughs> How the hell you get involved in a
3: movie like that, nigga? <laughs> man,
6: uh, uh, it's a uh, yeah, man, it's a you know I, I I'm not that good an actor, but <laughs> I think that might be where it started. Like, they put me in the in the movies that, that not the not not the uh mainstream successes, but that was they did make some money off of that. It's based off a book. My boy, there's a, it's a real person named Tucker Max. He got a book. It was on a New York Times bestseller for like ten years, something crazy. Like he brought, I think he might have broke a record or something. He was, on, it, but the book is like a, a story he wrote, which is basically like uh adventures of getting fucked up and and fucking uh, girls and just reckless shit. Yeah. Hey I fucked three girls in one night and I ain't wear a hey. condom. I got so oh, drunk oh. and I threw them all over the floor here uh, and there. oh uh, hey one time I had to shit and this girl gave me head while I was shitting. Like it's like uh, disgusting and this is on the type best of, <laughs> of yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah. But it's all true stories and uh, uh you know of him and I had to ask him I was like, hey bro these all can't be your stories. It gotta be like you and like four of your homeboys and you all putting them together but he like but it's just me. But anyway, he, he, I met him through somebody else. When I, the first time I went to Iraq um, with the USO, I went with uh, my boy Jamie Kennedy and Stu Stone. And um, Jamie Kennedy, you know, the actor comedian, he, yeah. he had a book out. And uh, <clears throat> Tucker Max, he, uh, he's the one who wrote it. He like co-wrote it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So anyway, I was he was talking to him. And he was like, "Oh shit, hey, my boy Tucker Max, say what's up, man? You know, he he, he helped co wrote my book." And I'm like, oh shit! Tell him what's up. I'm trying to write a book too. Anyway, he wrote a bunch of books. He he he, co- he helped Tiffany Haddish write with her book. You know, I, I don't. You know, I wasn't in on they writing problem I don't know how right. they do it. But a lot of times when they write books like that, you like do an interview and then it'll be kind of transcribed, kind of whatever. I don't know, but whatever. Anyway, but if you look on the book, the the last black unicorn is say like Tiffany Haddish. Tucker Max, so I'm yeah, like, oh wow. shit, my boy, I seen, I seen that. I was wired up when I seen that. Wow. But yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> that's how I met him, and I'm like, damn. He's like, yeah, I wrote a book. It's on a New York Times bestseller. But you know, he like co-wrote he like a bunch of other books. So mm-hmm. we got to be cool, and he like, hey, they gon' and I told, him, I was like, hey, bro, if they, I can't act for shit. I ain't been in but like three or four movies, but say, man, if you make the, because he, he said they're going to make a movie out of the book, I said, hey, bro, put me in the movie, man. I trying to get in that movie just because I'm trying to get a movie credit. So that's how I, that's how it basically happened. He put me in the movie. Uh, he basically wrote me in the movie, which was like a, a parody of myself, kind of like, my you know, my name in the movie was Grillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, shout out to my boy. What's up?
3: Now, now you got a real, you got a real you married a real sister. You ain't married like a fake black girl. Shout you married a real, real black. You have what? Is, what has been like like that? Because um, what is what has that life have been? Because obviously we know you white and you married a a, a a black girl. Like has that been pluses for you? Have that? Have people critiqued you for it? Like
6: you know, it's, you, different people have different perspectives. You know, it's she's my dream woman. Aww, Any, anything aww, I can. Let's make Nah, but anything I can ask for or could want in a partner is, you know, she that for me. So, I don't want nothing else. I would... <clears throat> don't I never, touch your
3: hair, though. Don't yeah. touch her hair. Tell her. Go ahead. Yeah.
6: No, nah, <laughs> I, I don't... I, I never, you know, I never been married to nobody else or nothing else So like that. So, I never even, you know, been... in. This is... She really the first serious, serious relationship that I had ever been in long, long term like that. Even... We got married on our two-year anniversary. So, she... I don't know. For me, you know, we get it different ways. Of course... If you look right. at the comments on the post or something, you'll see all kind of shit sometimes. But I think, <clears throat> you know, if you racist, then you're gonna find some racist right. out of right. it or whatever. Right. Or you know, there's there's definitely people on both sides who got a problem with it. You know what I'm saying or whatever. But right. hey, man, I wish them the best. I hope they be happy. You know, I'm I'm happy. I'm 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 proud to be married to it. This is what I wanted. It's, as a, right. being of my parents were divorced, right. and you know, I, this is what I wanted, man. I want to be married. Shit, I'm not trying to be like rapper married where I'm married but I'm fucking on the side. All right. You said rapper no, married. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs>
3: That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. I or, caught it. Or, I caught it. Or, 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 inter, or just I, just,
6: uh, just or just just uh entertainer married where yeah. you don't tell nobody you married. You know what, right, what I'm saying? Right, or just, right. you know, hey, I'm cause it even, you know, as a child growing up, if I want to think about what rappers, you know, from being whatever age I was when I first heard hip hop, what 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 age, you know. Who's married? Who talks about being married? Who's proud to be married or any of that? You ain't hear none of that. Only thing you see is scandal, side bitches, baby mamas, Dogging girls out, love songs, broken, you know, hey, there's different, the love spectrum of the, the interactive spectrum, you know, whatever, it's big. But you don't hear too much of, uh, yeah, I'm married and, you know, shit like that. Real or, shit. you know, whatever. Or, or you just see people talking about it at all. You'd be like, damn, I didn't even know they was married until you find out somebody got divorced. You know, all like, they ain't right. got divorced? I didn't even know they was married. Shit, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so for me, it was like, a, who do I look to as a role model, to be, you know, to be married in entertainment, or be a rapper that's married, or interracial. I never really looked at any of it, it like any of that. But it, who do I look to for just to be a marriage role model, especially in rap music? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. shit, it wasn't a lot at the time. Now it's gotten to be more. You know right. what I'm saying? So I, you know, it's a, a, a brotherhood. All the other married rappers. You know what I'm saying? And right. shit, it'd be, it's cool. You know and what I'm parenting
4: saying? too. Now people yeah. more proud to talk about uh, being parents.
6: For sure, man. That's something right. that. It, it goes a long way in us, a lot of us, <clears throat> you know, like growing up having bad experiences or, or coming from a broken home or not having a father or having a father addicted to drugs. Like, you know, all of them things was like, okay, who do I look to, you know, as a role model in rap as well? Like, shit, you know, it's something to, to be proud of being a father. All of these things, to be married is something to be proud of. To, to be a father is something to be Proud of, so it's something I, yeah. I, I try to do. You know, it's what I wanted. It's my dream. I wanted to be married, have kids, and be happy. Shit, yeah. that's shit. cool. I'm living my dream like a motherfucker. Now you went shit.
3: on tour with Tech Nine. Yeah, my boy. Like how, how and El Bell as well. Yeah, oh, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. How, yeah,
6: how, 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 how was slamming. that? It was because oh, Tech Nine toured like a wrestler. Yeah, tech, that nigga yeah, toured 394 family, days yeah. of the year. It, we we, <laughs> tou- we actually toured twice. Once we toured in like 2003. But it was just like, I think, four or five shows. It wasn't a whole lot. The
4: fourth, probably the, the label is yeah,
6: Yeah. Well, maybe like at the beginning Yeah, time, the beginning stages, know, yeah. Even then, it was a weird experience showing up to the first show. It was, I think it was in Joplin. I don't know if it was the first. It was, one of the first shows. Was he painting we did, in his face
4: already? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. he
6: was. I, I remember we did a show in Joplin, Missouri. And it was like, we, we pull up and there, there's people waiting there. But they got on black trench coats. It's hot as fuck. They got on black trench coats. Huh. Oh, his fans their, is crazy. Yeah, they All got right. their face painted, right. and we like, man, what's going on? This ain't we wasn't something we wasn't used to when we go in. Right? Not yeah, the Juggalos,
3: right? That, no, that's yeah, the Juggalos. The Juggalos. The JCP.
4: Yeah, yeah. And uh, we like. He that got was, technicians. That's yeah. That's, that's,
6: yeah. yeah. So we, it was something we wasn't. We didn't like know what to expect, and it was it, it was a dope interaction to see the combination of his fans and my fans. Uh, You know, because you can see some people were there for me, some people were there for him, some were there for both. But it for sure was a a dope experience that first time we did the first shows. And that was my first interaction with Juggalos like that. And it was dope just seeing, you know, I I thought that was so dope to have fans that, especially in hip-hop, bro, because being a fan... Is not cool. You you can't be no fan. You a dick rider. It right. ain't no fan as you a dick rider. Nah, so they real
4: fans. you, yeah, been, you so, been to the gathering of the jugglers? Yeah, nah, I haven't been to the I gathering to of the I've been to two Juggalos. of them, and this shit is crazy. Yeah, yeah they Yo. scared the shit out of me. But it, it, it was it
6: was it's dope to me to see people that are proud to be a fan of you and they and if you don't like it, they ready to fight you.
4: Yeah. That's yeah.
6: like what that's how Zero is to me. His fan base. Zero has a my boy Zero from Houston. He got a fan base where if his fans if you talk bad about Zero, you say, man, they're going to fight you right there on the spot. I yeah, you know. mean, you tripping. So, you know, this? It, they don't paint their faces, but they, man, they it's ready It's true fanism, yeah. Yeah, and so, I, you know, I, I, I was, uh, you know, happy to see that for sure when I experienced that. And that was the first time. And the second time we went on tour... It was like a 60-city show, 60-day, 60-city uh, yeah. tour. It. it was crazy. I'm like, man, that 60 tour. shows all back all to all back to back. And, he, and he's Ooh, reaping the benefits Hussle of it, too. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it, it taught me a grind like, the, like, damn, okay, I see the long-term grind. Of, he yeah. got
3: everything on his He shit, got yeah. mad real estate yeah. in right. Kansas City.
4: Like, right. he, He's killing it.
6: Man, he pulled up in a Maybach. Shout
4: out to Strange Music. Uh,
6: when we went to when we went to Kansas City and we did the show, he said, I want to bring you by my compound and show you my studio. He pulled up in a Maybach. You know what I'm saying? They pull up to the multi-acre compound, yeah. and we get buzzed they in got by car security. In that mo- yeah. yeah, and you see the the back warehouse where they got their hundred or 50 like different, yeah, different right. sets from show sets like they you know you you go to the other side where you see the warehouse with all of their merch yeah. over the years everything from socks to jerseys t-shirts it's, it's like damn then you see the other side where they got the studio they got the paperwork everything it's like damn that's the real independent that's the dream right there the, the way they got everything is just it's very insane big up the tech, yeah. 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 Up to
3: tech yeah, oh, big up yeah let's make some noise tech for tech mind it go
6: Hey he, hey, he be rapping his ass off, yeah. too, man. He be, boy, he be now rapping In his 2011,
3: ass off. Uh, you collaborated with Silicon Valley-based uh, company, Jump Shot Media, to create a battle rap game. Battle rap. Yeah. Is, is that still lit?
6: I, I don't know if it's, going, if it's still active right now. I think it's another one. I seen another one that Burner did. Oh, yes, it was right. a, um, But, yeah, it was kind of dope. It was like, you know, this is the early stages of interactive apps type, you know, interactive type of things like that. But it's just dope to be a part of that. You know, growing up in Houston, I wasn't a part of the, the battle rap scene. So it was like, right. it was
3: something that I wasn't. So you think it, battle it rap's new. eventually, it's going to be tur- like FaceTime? Like you oh, could be in so. Seattle. Yeah. You could be in Seattle. I could yeah. be in Texas. And, and it's, it's like live streamed at the same yeah. time. Yeah. you face. know, it's
6: some racked. of it though is the doing it, because the, in the, the battle rap, you know, it's a performance. Face to face. Yeah, yeah. that face to face disrespect in your face in front of all your people. That's, you know, some of that is that. Because if, if I'm just in my room, with all my homies, you know, you holding your nuts a lot. Yeah, I'm really holding my nuts, but right. if you face to face, it's like right. uh, he might steal off on me right now. Right. So you know, it might you gotta be ready for all of that. It's people with that. It might, you know, you, but that be what that battle rap is all about. But that also is why I never really personally got into that lane because. Right. Man, if somebody talk about me like that, man, I'm gonna be ready to fight. Yeah, man. spitting in your face too. Yeah, I can you it. gotta be I, yeah. built for that shit. No, I'm, I'm a fan it. of it, of watching yeah. it. And yeah, shout yeah out, that's it. Yeah, shout out to my boy the Jacker. Rest in peace, the Jacker. Man, he he really got me on to watching. Hey, hey, you seen this battle? Pulling up battles on YouTube. Hey, you seen this battle? You seen this battle? Oh, he went in. Jacker oh. from
3: Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We
6: we uh, that's my that was my boy. We actually yeah, rest did uh, we uh, man, big rest in peace, man. We uh, we we actually did a, uh, we went on tour to, uh, to Sweden. We did a festival over there. And it was a a big, it was a battle rap going on, like a, a battle rap concert going on. It was like Your poor
3: boy, 20, he named like 15 countries here, nigga. You he be all over the world. Yeah, I got a couple
6: stamps.
3: I got a couple stamps, man. I got a couple <laughs>
6: stamps, man. I got a couple stamps, man.
3: Yeah, but you Sweden. Sweden.
6: Yeah, but it that was my first time being at a, a battle rap live in person and seeing all of it, meeting these artists, seeing how they You ain't do it see the, them
3: niggas that try to jump ASAP Rocky, did you? I, I don't know, what, man. It was a but
6: few years ago when we was there. I thought about that though when I seen it, I'm like, damn, I wanna if was they there on it? But they looked like they was a little younger. So I just
3: seen them niggas. Yes, I, I seen them niggas yesterday. Them two niggas. The, them two niggas. Yeah, I saw them yesterday. I seen them today. In fact, we was leaving. <laughs> um Estevan's kitchen. I said, "Them, them two niggas is trying to jump ASAP Rocky." <laughs> I swear to God, in my yeah. mind. Yeah, but um, you listen, Paul. Well, we started this to big up our legends and tell people to their face that you know your grace and so many people in our and in, in our culture. They, they, we don't salute our culture. And this is what we want to change. We want to change the narrative of that. Then we started Drink Champs in order for us to give people their flowers where they can smell them. Their thoughts when they can tell them their drinks where they can drink them. You know what I'm saying? And they smoke so they can smoke them. Smoke you know what I'm saying? And we want to Something tell you, man. You know, you've been out here, you know, representing hip hop in the right way, playing the game in the right way. And we want to tell you, we appreciate you. We want to tell you, salute. We want to tell you, man, keep doing your thing. I want to tell you, I'm ordering a new grill. I'm yeah, ordering my, my boy, son a grill. Yeah, and son. And I'm ordering all three of my sons a grill. And um, but man, we want to tell you, thank you, man. Appreciate you, man. This is Drink Champs, and man, give you your flowers right now.
6: Oh, big salute. Hey, yeah. man. anybody anybody call Johnny Manning and get a grill with a hashtag or whatever? Tell him drink champ, give him that drink champ discount. Man, we give you a ten percent off top, baby. Let's do that, goddamn
3: it. Let's do that. We're gonna take a picture in the
6: drop.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week.